up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Walk in your trap and take over your trap. <laughs> <laughs> don't Bro, I don't think nobody really noticed, though, that when the Steelers on the road, every time they got a Vic, they played that song in their locker room and they posted videos all the time, bro. They're players. So it's just funny that we flipped the script on that ass. I didn't notice, I didn't notice that at all until after the fact. I saw, I went back and watched all Juju's TikToks and shit. I was mm -hmm. like, oh. Niggas love doing yeah. that. Those are some dancing ass niggas, man. Mm-hmm. Them are some dancing ass niggas, man. <laughs> that's see, that's my thing with the Steelers. This is a classy organization. No question. These niggas do a lot of complaining. One. But the team and their fan base, they do a lot of bitching. Okay? Mm -hmm. The world's not out to get you. You think the Ravens wanted to have a fucking COVID outbreak on their team, man? Is that really what y'all think right now? Now oh, you believe. Right, right. That like, oh, the league is mistreating us. It's like, oh, the league is mistreating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let like, alone get the team the that's out of here. Right. right, like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, bro. So now you catch this L, as your fan base had just started assuming, well, how long are we going to be undefeated for? Oh, we're going to be 12-0 when we face Buffalo. I have been seeing them say that shit on Twitter for a minute. Mm -hmm. They've been counting them Ws up. Mm-hmm. Count it up, huh? <laughs> I, used live, I used to live in Pittsburgh. I got a lot of respect. I don't want to say respect. The way they support their teams is impressive. Absolutely. But the only reason they support their teams like that is because their city sucks. No offense. So <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that's been to Pittsburgh know he ain't lying. Right. Shit. It's like a trade-off. They love their squad so much. And I get why you like your squad because you got fucking – Shitty bridges everywhere and potholes all over your damn street. <laughs> you better like your football team. <laughs> but take these L's. Oh man. I don't give a shit if no fans were there. This is a straight L. up. Straight up. L. It was funny how I didn't I didn't even get a chance to see it, but I guess the next morning, all like the uh, ESPNs, the Foxes, all sports talk was more talking about how Pittsburgh had three games in 12 days and mm -hmm. they were a tired bunch and they were dealing with a lot, like not giving us no credit for anything. It was not one mention well, of the Washington yeah. football team. So, like, like, you know, my thing with this, look, one, when the Giants beat the Seahawks, all we fucking heard about is how great the Giants are, okay? Exactly. It's like, okay, that's cool. Two, you played three games in 12 days. You know, has anybody ever considered the fact if you play on Thanksgiving and the two Sundays before, you play three games in 11 days. I am not trying to hear that shit, Pittsburgh. You fucking lost. Your quarterback is washed as fuck. Let's keep it 100. The reason your team is going to have the season, the way your season is going to end, is going to end this way, because your quarterback's old. Mm -hmm. And they can make some plays yet on, on, on Monday. No doubt. But their offense, you know what their offense reminds me of? Y'all remember when y'all used to just go play, play some pickup football, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all out there in the field with your boys. Just and there was always that one person that played quarter, who when they played quarterback would just throw one-yard passes. 
And it's like, dude, that's not the concept of this game. Like, I understand why you're throwing one-yard passes, but you know there are not fucking 11 people out here. If you're going to say hike and throw the ball one yard, when we're playing fucking two completions, you are a hoe. (laughs) (laughs) And y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you're just, like, dumping it off. It's like, dog, what do you, you think we playing cover two out here? Mm -hmm. Uh It's fucking five on five, nigga. Real shit. Yeah. That's how their offense is. It's funny because Ben's average was lower than you know how folks like to make fun of check down Alex. Like, mm-hmm. bruh, this is check down Ben now. If we keep it in a buck, I mean, I know they take a couple shots down the field a few times, but they either his arm strength is like shot, or they don't want that dude to get hit, or maybe he's completely washed. I don't want to say he's well, I'm not gonna say he's completely washed because we know I mean Ben still can ball, but it's not what it was before, bruh. Like it's an eye opener with that offense, but that defense is something special. That's why they got to that point of being eleven and zero. It was really obvious on two plays to me. Uh, he threw a, a fade to Claypool on the one where Kendall Ford got the pass interference, and he mm-hmm. overthrew him really badly. Other play was the one that I think it was Bostic or maybe it was Everett that almost picked. He almost picked over the middle. It was kind of like a seam ball, and that joint was like a. Chad Pennington noodle ball. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. He, he really lost his fastball, and I knew that he would. I mean, he threw the ball 53 times. I mean, he probably was tired, honestly, towards the fourth. But, yeah, man, Ben can't go down field anymore. He really can't. He can't. He can't. And like I said last week, the only time he can go down field is when it's like, we're in the huddle. I'm throwing this shit down. <laughs> like, he's got – like, that first play of the game, mm-hmm. when he threw the, check, the clay pool, he mm-hmm. got to put his whole body – into these throws. So he can't throw the ball downfield on an ad lib. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be, I'm throwing this shit 40 yards. That's about as far as I can get it. And that's where that shit's going. This motherfucker so, doing doing the curl hop. And they oh, got geez. no run, and they have no <laughs> run game. Zero <laughs> run game. I don't know if y'all heard Ike Taylor before the game. He had been talking about how Montez Sweat was gonna be important in this game. Uh, with tip passes because that's the side that Ben likes to throw the super short um, slants and things like that and that's what the fuck happened it really looked like that shit was something that we was keying on because Mm -hmm. obviously with him getting the ball out in less than like two seconds it's like basically I feel like the coaches was like look man if we don't get to the quarterback make sure you drop back get in in the passing lanes get your hands up just try to knock it down right and as a matter I I felt like only even some plays it was clear the D linemen were not looking to rush for real. Mm-hmm. They were looking to get in passing lanes. You saw when Montez was talking shit. He was like, I knew it was coming. I knew it. Yeah. Y'all remember that one play? Um, where I think Deontay had caught the ball right behind Jimmy Moreland. But Jimmy Moreland had clearly thought that they were about to throw um, one of those quick screens to Johnson. Mm-hmm. And instead, Johnson went behind him, caught it for about eight, nine yards. But they had a bead on what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And you could sort of see it from the start, man. You really could. Yeah. Uh, even on that play that uh, they ended up picking him off to seal the game, uh, Sweat's over the, the guard. I think that him and, and Pan switched on that play. Maybe they saw something in, in the uh, film or maybe they saw something earlier in the game. They knew on first down they had tendencies to do something more towards like like uh, intermediate over the middle. But – Montez was right there the whole time, and he was he was right on time. And Ben wasn't letting our guys get home. He was getting the ball out too quick. But mm-hmm. they must have known, like, hey, 
Montez, why don't you and, and Payne switch on this play? And as soon as he cocks that thing back, get up in the air and bat that thing down, tip it up in the air and let somebody pick it. The funny thing is that they were giving us so many chances for turnovers. That, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with your man, Jeremy Sprinkle. Like, listen, I can't. Even go on, I'm not going to go on Jeremy Sprinkle right now. Oh, don't be going on. Oh, you can go on him because he deserves for someone to yeah. go on him because that was we'll pathetic. We'll, we'll, we'll go on him later. You got to recover that fumble. But there were so many balls that were like tipped or batted into the or air dropped. or dropped. They were giving us chances to turn this ball over. But you know what? Hey. Right on time, though. Right on time. You, you know why I think they have all those drop passes? Because this nigga be putting these guys, these niggas going to get concussed out here with this offense. Mm-hmm. Like, they was hearing some of the footsteps, too, though. Right. That, like, that you are, like, you are asking receivers to be catching a ball all game, three to five yards from the line of scrimmage, over the middle of the field, getting hit by linebackers all game. Concussion zone. Like, you're, you're really asking them, there's going to be drops. Like, Deontay has bad hands, clearly, but there's going to be drops when you're telling my five foot nine, 175 pound ass to keep going over the middle of the field when niggas trying to take my fucking head off, man. Mm-hmm. Right. And and there's video evidence of the past couple of years that uh, both DeShazer Everett and John Bostic will take your fucking head off, for real. Right. Mm-hmm. And Bostic like, might do it. Bostic might do it illegally. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, remember, hey, Ebron, Ebron knew Everett was in the middle of the field. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ebron, yeah. He ain't want no part of Everett. He heard Ebron them steps. Shook. Oh, he I know is. y'all remember the play when um they smacked Juju and Juju kind of flopped, hoping that they would mm-hmm. throw that flag. Mm-hmm. I was like, boy, if they throw this shit, I'm going to jump through this TV. <laughs> <laughs> Flopping, man. They, they don't want no, they don't, they don't like to play physical on offense, I should say. But side note, uh, AB was right about what regard. Uh, he's not a one. He's not a one. Not yet. He's not a one. No, no, no. I I won't go that far yet. I haven't watched much of Juju uh, this season. And last year, obviously, he was banned up a lot. He wasn't impressive, man. He really wasn't. Like, I know that he didn't really have many drops, but I don't really think he's – I don't think he's a one. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. It's not even going – it's just, dude, look at their fucking offense. Mm -hmm. They've essentially had to structure their offense around the fact that their quarterback – Cannot throw like he throws no intermediate passes, none. It's not existent in their passing game. That's part mm-hmm. of the reason why their passing game struggle versus us. We get killed. But you by would think they would do that, Cliff, with, with somebody like Claypool and that bodybuilder. He got but they body. he can't. Yeah. The quarterback physically can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, but counterpoint: our quarterbacks can't and couldn't. And it's clear that Terry is a baller. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I'm talking about the quarterback physically cannot throw these passes. That's why they don't call them. They, it's saying, like, he can't hit them crossing routes. He right. Can't hit he, he can't hit like these 15, 18 yard dead routes. Mm-hmm. Like he can't make these seam throws. He doesn't yeah. even try them. They, like if you think about where passes were even thrown on the field during the game, everything was either down the sideline, down the field, yeah. or quick. Quick. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone who can who is like a like a, can catch like skinny posts and things like that, which is kind of Juju's game, you're not gonna get any of those throws. He can't make them. He can't throw the ball in the tight windows. None of it. What Ben can do now kind of fits what Claypool can do: run a good nine route, or Deontay run a quick slant and get some yak. That's basically yeah. what it is. That's or it. like James Washington hit that one down the sideline on Fuller. 
I can't remember if that mm-hmm. was a curl or a slam, but that's I mean, a curl. That, it's basically it's all, it's all a little comeback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A quick little hitch. Yeah. Straight quick pass game. That's all they got. So Cliffs, are you saying that Ben's or the, are you saying that Alex's arm is better than Ben's at this point? It's see, I mean, it's I don't even, know if that's true. Well, see, it's not even that it's better. This guy's arm is not healthy. Mm-hmm. He had made although I don't remember the beginning of the game when they showed the montage and it was like Ben's coming back from injury. So is Alex. It's like guys, <laughs> let's slow down. That was just about the same. I was like, hey guys, y'all really gonna try to do this? Y'all yeah. really gonna try to do this, yeah, man? He, Ben hurt his elbow. He hurt his elbow, guys. He mm-hmm. hurt his elbow. <laughs> but if if you if you see the kind of places where Juju was catching the ball two years ago, those are not where he gets the ball now. They, they essentially turned this nigga into an extended part of their running game because mm-hmm. they can't they, they cannot run the ball, which mm-hmm. they used to blame on their running backs. Running the ball is about your offensive line. Their O line's overrated, man. And Pouncey was out. Not that it matters, but we whooping that ass up front, though. Yeah, we yeah. indeed we were. 93 they, and 94 was controlling that line. Of they get their asses whooped up front weekly, run game wise. Mm-hmm. They have not been able to run a ball in like two, three years. That's because your O line's not good, man. Right. For their leading carrier, when McFarland had four carries for 15 yards. Mm-hmm. It's strange because. I mean, thinking about Pittsburgh football and, and their history, Franco Harris, uh, Barry Foster, Jerome Bettis, like their team that runs the ball. Even Willie Parker. Like, I was going to say, Willie, don't forget about Willie. No, no, I won't forget about Willie. It's strange to see them being so pathetic as a run offense. Like even at points during the Ben Roethlisberger era, like these past 15, 16, 17 years, like they've been a very good running team. They've, they've been able to do it on just about anybody. But I don't know if the recipe for winning these games long term, especially as it gets cold out, is having Ben drop back 55 times. I, I don't I, even if he's not getting sacked, that can't be a productive way to 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 win the playoffs. You got to figure out a way to run the ball. I don't know if James Conner is going to help much because it looks like they're just getting their ass with the front. You run to a team that has a tough front in the playoffs. Uh, AFC, uh, who has a really tough front in the AFC that's going to be in the playoffs? Browns, uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Oh, right. the Colts, definitely. Oh, oh Indian, Indy will get Pittsburgh out of the way. They play, right they away. play, they got a tough schedule coming. They play Indy a couple weeks. Play Buffalo. Yeah, they got Buffalo this week. They, they got Buffalo. Buffalo they got Indy. Yeah, yeah, right, right. They bigger, they better figure out their running game. They're not going far, man. Like, I know they're 11 and one and still have the best record in the league, but I really wasn't impressed by their offense, especially not the run game. Oh, see, I, I, the thing when we were going in this game with them, I wasn't worried about their offense. One, because the things they do are not the things we have problems with. Mm-hmm. Match up well. You can't run no fucking play action out here. Don't nobody think you're running this fucking ball. We also can outplay you up front. So we don't really have to care about the run. Two, your offense is very inefficient in the way it operates. It can't go downfield unless it's like by design. His arm is so shot that really their hope in the playoffs is going to be pass interference because of underthrows. It's going to be that, and they hope they bank it on that defense to get some turnovers and short fields. Right, but the issue for their defense is it is no longer healthy. Mm-hmm. That's the shit about the NFL season, man. To me, that's like the biggest issue with NFL season. And I say this shit. I was saying this shit in the chat when they were like eight and zero. I was like, this doesn't even matter because the team you are in October. You will not have that same roster come January. That's the fucked up thing about the league. 
So you can be, you can have, you can be playing great football, and then the pre gets Boom. hurt. Yep. You now you don't have Bush. Now you show up for the playoff game. The starting corners, one of your corners is out. Your second best pass rusher. You're missing all these guys. You're not the same team you were when you were seven and zero. You know, if you think about our team right now, our team is pretty healthy, mm-hmm. which sucks because we just lost Gibson, which we're gonna get to. But overall, our team is is kind of is healthier at this point than it's ever than, it, than I can remember. This is Probably the last 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, we are. Our O line is actually on the field. You know what I mean? Like the O line is healthy on field. Sheriff, like Sheriff was hurt for a little bit. He came back out. Our defense, outside of Lane and Collins, is healthy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like a very, very unique situation where it's somebody like the 2017 Eagles, where you get a quarterback who just comes in this hot and you're healthy everywhere else. Like big losses like that will end your season. Like Devin mm-hmm. Bush was a massive loss for them. Massive, losing, bro. He was just coming around. Losing Bud Dupree was mm-hmm. a massive loss for that defense. Yeah. Like if, if Joe Hayden misses time these next couple of weeks with his concussion, then they might lose a couple more games before season's out. Like they were talking. Oh, what's, the, what's the other uh, corner that missed the game for them? What's his name? Steve Nelson. Steve Nelson. Yeah, because he was he was playing good football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, the, you know the interesting thing about this game, it wasn't the thing. Like we haven't even talked about the offense yet, right? Because no. that is the shocking part of this game was the second half, man. Like we were moving the ball on these guys. Mm-hmm. Like moving. It wasn't. We didn't win this game on some fluke shit. Nope. Right. It wasn't like oh the Steelers were just turning the ball over, or we had some fluke ass big play. No. Second half we came in down fourteen three. We marched the first drive. Uh, what did we do? Second drive we clip. I we might score. even take it back to the drive before the half when we got that field goal. Mm-hmm. That gave the offense some confidence because we got down that field pretty quickly, especially when Cam Sims made that play. Yeah, Cam Sims making plays, man. Making fucking plays. Mm-hmm. This is what we talked about last week, man. We hadn't seen this team in a fucking football game. We'd yep. seen them in games where the fuck, there was a gap in the score and someone had to, someone needed to come back. We wanted to see this team in a situation where we need to see people make plays. Mm-hmm. The reason you spend all that fucking draft equity on high-level players mm-hmm. is because in the fourth quarter of NFL games, playmakers win these fucking games for you, man. Mm-hmm. We have seen teams come to FedEx. We are in the we are up on them. It gets to the fourth quarter, and their fucking playmakers show up. Yep. So Monday, I was about to take a shot at the old quarterback, but I'm not going to do it. Wow, wow, wow. See, we're not going to do that. He's, we were talking, talking about in the fourth quarter. He's playing, he's, playing, he's playing at a high level right now, that guy. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but to see, like, Montez step up in that situation, right? To see our own line, like, surprise me. Yeah. That's my game ball right there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get overwhelmed by these dudes. He didn't dominate this game. He made some plays, but he didn't dominate the game. Wes Schweitzer, Cornelius Lucas, Ruye, Sheriff went, was a dog. Got hurt, came back in, was still a dog. Moses was out there battling with J.J. Watt. Like, uh, you know what the hell you could have told me anybody had confidence of Moses going up against J.J. Watt? T.J. Watt. He's going to take offense to that. Although they might have, they might have J.J. next year. Yeah, that will, they will have J.J. next year. Yeah, they'll probably have J.J. next year. T- <laughs> T.J. was leading the league in sacks, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm saying, man. Moses, I mean, the whole front, like, that was my – honestly, that was my game ball, man. I mean, I know the defense balled out, but I truly thought we were going to have a shot of Alex getting destroyed out there. And yeah. that first drive we had, when he took that first hit, I was like, man, we might be in for a long night. But even after that first drive, after he took that hit, I mean, they just – they balled, man. I know Wes Martin had to come in for a couple plays for sure when he got his ass handed to him, but <laughs> outside of that, I mean, hey, man, I, that my game ball goes to the whole line, man. I can't hate on that at all, but how could your game ball not go to Logan Thomas? I wanted Cliff to do that. <laughs> oh, wow, oh, wow. 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 Pretty much, man. The guy, no, Logan played a very good game, man. Did he, he ever? A very good game. But look, the truth is, offensively, the game ball, you know the game ball goes to? We actually have a star on our team on offense. We've never had a star. I can't like we. I when have we had a a player on our offense who gets star treatment? We won that game. Our, the reason our offense was successful is because shout to Scott Turner. He realized pretty early in this game, by about the second quarter, that these guys were doubling McCorn every mm-hmm. play. We gonna use McCorn to create space for everybody. Mm-hmm. All those spaces that were on that field were created by the fact that the defense, this is the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. They looked at 17, especially once, once Gibson was out. They looked they at 17 and said, we got we to just make sure 17 <laughs> don't beat us. And we've, we have never had a receiver that garnered that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever. I'm not going to say McClellan was getting frustrated, but you could tell he was a little blown. He, you could see on his face, like, he was just a little annoyed with the coverage. But, bro, you – you're, about, you're on the verge of being a superstar, man. Like, you're going right. to get that coverage now. So other, other players got to step up and make plays. I was glad, I was just happy to see Scott adjust, like you said, Cliff, and be like, okay, Cam, I'm going to get you this ball and let Cam make a play. Mm-hmm. And Harry still threw a great block on that. Um, you did, I'm glad you said that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Terry McLaurin, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's super encouraging, though? I mean, despite the fact that Terry and Antonio combined for four touches. We still put up 23 points on, on, the number one, on the number one defensive football. That's, That's crazy. There's no way in hell you could ever tell me Gibson and McLaurin have four total touches and we beat the Steelers or any elite team. There's no way yeah. you could tell me we would have done that. If you said, hey, you about to lose Gibson early. Terry going to have two catches. I wasn't like, nigga, I'm just going to sit on the balcony and roll up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like real shit, man. Like you know, I mean, this is this is sort of this is gonna. I'm gonna connect this in a way, so just bear with me. Y'all know I'm a big Liverpool fan, man. That's my that's my soccer club, my soccer club, man. Huge Liverpool fan. Obviously, we're the best team in the world. Is that's a conversation for another day. But you know, the greatest <laughs> thing about our team is our team has high character, right? Like, and when I say high character, it's like when you get in tough games, you don't back down. Right, you bring it to the other team. That the way we played in this game is sort of how I and I I texted all this. This when we hired Ron Rivera, these were the kind of games I envisioned us being different in. Yes, sir. Like this is the way I thought we would look under Mm -hmm. Ron Rivera. We would be fucking hard nosed, physical, scrappy, gritty team. Like that is what I that's probably what made me happiest Monday, man. Mm -hmm. We went toe to toe with With the bully that likes to bully people. 
Mm-hmm. And we said, nah, nah. Like, we're going to play you the way you play. Like, we're going to play your game. Yep. We're going to be just as physical. Yep. We're going to talk all types of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I, this is when we hired this dude, man. This is sort of how I thought our team would look. Honestly, this was the first time we actually looked like a Ron Rivera Carolina team. He, he straight up. Right. Hey, what what uh, Zach Randolph say? Where I'm from, the bullies get bullied? Right. That's, where I'm from, the bullies Where I'm from, bullies get bullied, man. <laughs> that's, the, that's the shit we was on. That's the shit we was on on Monday. <laughs> hey, cousin, cousins look at Zoe like, what? Nigga, what? Right. He repeated it. He repeated it, too. <laughs> Yeah, you don't fuck with Zebo, dog. What's Zebo say about his wife? <laughs> hey, Zebo, why for that, dog? Nigga said, "Marry the hoe." Hey, you a wild man. <laughs> How you tweet that, man? But nah, that I think that was like the the happiest part of it, man. Is that we went against an eleven and zero team who was a very good team. Went toe to toe with him. And we went, and right. We didn't win off some fluke shit. Nope. We didn't win off no last second field goal on some de- defensive pass interference that went. Nah, it was none of that. Right. Second half, we whooped these niggas second half. Man. Took it right to them. I think that's one of the most frustrating parts of, you know, the celebration on Tuesday was turned on the TV and see people make excuses for Pittsburgh. Like, oh my goodness. They mm-hmm. were, they only had five days rest and they were banged up. I, you see Joe Banner get on Twitter talking about, oh, they were banged up. I was like, every team is banged up. What? Nobody gets it's December. Right. Who isn't banged up right now? Who doesn't Who have it? a Nick or a Bruce? Come on, man. Right. I mean, it doesn't surprise me to see Molly and Max on first take say, oh, well, Pittsburgh's banged up this and that and that. But for Stephen A to be like, yeah, like, you know, they were in a tough spot. This and I was like, oh, come on, man. Give us our credit, man. We he's a Steelers fan, though. Yeah, I was going to say, you know he's yeah. a Steelers fan. Right. But still, come on. We played a hell of a ball game on Monday night. We didn't want to know fluke shit like you said. It wasn't really even that close in the second half. Like, we could have won that game, honestly, by more if we had played our A game. We didn't play our A game. But we went in there and, and shut down what they do best. Well, not even just our A game. We probably could have done more if we had our top running back. Right. Right. They got they got lucky Gibson got hurt. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it, but on his first carry, when he got that 12, 13 yards, I was like, okay, we ready. Mm-hmm. He came to play, but oh, I mean, you know, Tomlin was boosted when he didn't have to see twenty four no more. He was you like, know, hundred percent, right? Anyway, uh, to go back to what Cliff said a second ago about how satisfying this win was, I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, when's this is our biggest win since since when? And I've been thinking about it, and I have a couple things that come to mind, like maybe like the twenty sixteen game versus the Packers, or uh maybe the 2015 game versus the Eagles to win the division, but I, I can't think of a more satisfying win maybe ever. Like this was a truly unique win. I mean, you went into a 11-0 team that whoops you regularly on a night where you never win and you whoop these motherfuckers ass. Like this was a deeply satisfying win. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's, I was saying this to somebody on the phone on, on Monday night after the game we were celebrating. I was like, man, if we are a good, solid, well-run football team in two, three years, we're going to look back on this Monday night and be like, this is what started. Yeah. You know what this is like? Um, shit. My, when, when the Gators lost to Texas A&M, right, one of the things Jim Fisher said after the game, they, he was looking for their program-building win. 
yeah. program. He's like, we're like, I feel like we're in the right direction, but our That's program win. needs a win mm-hmm. to make sure everybody knows. Hey guys, I know I'm cursing y'all out, but you gotta trust me. Mm-hmm. And that's what Monday was, man. But you know, Rivera you know always says it. You know what this game reminded me of? Mm-hmm. In a way, week one at New Orleans 2020. Good comparison. Good and comment. the reason I say that is because one, we weren't expecting it, right? Like that and week one New Orleans game, we didn't know what the fuck we were about to see. Nope. But as the game went on, it just felt weird. You're actually going to win this game? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me ask you this. At what point did you actually think we were going to win the game? So, like, even when they got the ball back before the Montez pick, did you think we were going to win? I'm be honest with y'all. When we came out that second half and got that touchdown drive, I was like, okay, we really got a shot at this shit right here. Because when we went down 14 I ain't going to lie. My heart dropped. I, I sat on the floor. I was like, man, this shit about to get ugly. They about to smack us. We're going to take another horrible L on Monday. It's going to be all over ESPN. They're going to be going on us. But we just hung in there, bro. We kept it close. But that drive, it, I thought once we went down and scored that first touchdown, I was like, okay, we really got a shot at winning this game. Uh, I think. But when I, did you think we were going to actually, like, when we got up 2017, did you think we were going to win? Yes. Yeah. I did. Yes, absolutely. At that niggas, ain't, niggas ain't say that in the chat, though. Hell no, because I didn't want chance. This was good. Y'all weren't. <laughs> niggas weren't that confident. I mean, I, I kind of just looked at the way the game had, had gone. I mean, they drove for their first touchdown. I'm talking about Pittsburgh. They drove for their first touchdown. You know, we helped them out by kind of blowing some coverages and being a bad tackling team there on that drive. The second touchdown they got was on a 50-yard broken play that James Washington, they got a field goal. But they really didn't move the ball at all after, like, the first 20 minutes of the game. Like, they weren't moving the ball on us like that. I'm like, Ben, you really about to drive 60 yards on us in two minutes with two timeouts and then depend right. on a rookie kicker, somebody who's playing their first game to tie it? I was like, no, we're winning this game. But even then, I was like, we're due for a turnover. I even tweeted that. I was like, we're due for a turnover. And very first goddamn play, I was like, it's a wrap. We're winning this it joint. Ju- it just felt good that – for once, my team was out there being the bully. We weren't going to get bullied. And y'all know me. All these years, I've said all I want is my team to have a solid defense so we don't have to have these long-ass drives where we're consistently just watching eight, nine minutes of our team getting their ass kicked down the field. Like, mm-hmm. all I've wanted is for us to be a physical football team, disciplined, and what let the chips fall where they fall. And that was a prime example Monday night, man. That was, that was, that was truly a signature win for Ron Rivera. Let's go back to a couple months when we talked about the objective for this season. And I think we all agreed that the most important thing was just knowing at some point during the season that it's going in the right direction. And I know we've been critical of Ron Rivera at points this fall and this winter. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. He deserved all the, the negative criticism we gave him because he was lunching. He was truly lunching at points. But as this season progresses and you see the team that was young and talented turned to a team that's young, talented, and also tough and confident and really, really like, like hitting on something. I'm confident now that I don't know if he's a great coach, but I do know he was the right guy for the job. And because of that, we are heading in the right direction. If you understand what I'm trying to get. You might not know if he's a great coach, but you know, he's a damn good leader. 
I don't know if he'll get us to the Super Bowl, but he was the right man for the, this job right now. He needed to come in here and be the adult in the room to change the culture, to have teams that showed up on Sundays and Mondays. And then when they were down 14 nothing, it didn't turn into 41 to 14 or mm-hmm. 45 to 10 or some bullshit. Outside of the Rams game, we really haven't been mopped at any point this year. And there's chances, there's been games where we could have gotten mopped. We've been down double digits in almost every game, minus like two. This team shows up every single week. They play hard. They don't ever, ever, ever get up. And that's that's kind of like characteristic of a Ron Rivera-led team that was missing here for so many years. So many years, just say for decades. I mean, how many times were we watching Jay Gruden's teams lay down? Or Shanahan's team when Kansas City came here and kicked our ass? Hey, wait, 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 whatever wait. It was. In, in Jay's defense, our team competed under Jay, man. It wasn't till Jay decided fuck this job that the team, like, you would see it on the field, in my opinion, at least. Um, I, mean, I wouldn't say we were, um, how can I put it? I wouldn't say. <sighs> the only difference is we had some ugly we had some ugly losses under Jay. There's no question. That, 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 that's kind of where I'm leaning at a cliff. I guess I shouldn't say they were yeah. they didn't come to play for Jay, but the one that I don't think we're we'll, we'll, we'll in a situation game. where they'll just lay down for Ron Rivera. Yeah. You know what that I mean? San Diego like, game. Remember that San Diego game when we went across country? Yeah. I think we just got away from the playoffs. That 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 game, I couldn't see that happening in the Rivera era. But you yeah. know what? You know what? I think those kind of things happen a lot times. The one thing I will say about us under Rivera, though, and the thing about our team right now in general, is our coach. There's no how the fuck could you come out here and bullshit? This guy was coming to work after cancer treatment. Straight up, you would have a lot of fucking nerve mm-hmm. to come out here and bullshit on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Straight up, like how could you? How the fuck could you come out here and, and bullshit a game when the the quarterback? I, I'm glad you said. Like I was just you, like the interesting thing about them wanting to put Alex back in, right? And, I, and like we were sort of like, "Well, why really you gonna turn to Alex?" These guys look up to Alex, man. Mm-hmm. Our team is pretty young. Mm-hmm. Alex is a fucking inspiration. Mm-hmm. It is fucking crazy that he's on that field. But you see Alex talking to him on the field. My, Alex is at all times motivating these dudes, clapping mm-hmm. it up like barbers getting tough yards first down. First one saying something to him is Alex. Like, like you said, they rallying around him. Coach so and quarterback. This, like, this is building. This is how the foundation gets built. Yep. Right? And so the team competes hard because how the fuck could – like, what would be your excuse to come out here and bullshit? Mm-hmm. You, like, you would have to on tape. To put that on tape after Coach has been in fucking cancer treatments all week. Mm-hmm. And, he mm-hmm. can, and then you out here on Sunday, you're not playing hard. Mm-hmm. Right? So you dragging ass. <laughs> you dragging ass. Mm-hmm. Alex, Alex works that hard to come back. Mm-hmm. And you got the nerve to come out here on Sunday and not run your route hard. Right. You just you know what I mean? man by, yeah, you just the man by that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Well said too, man. Uh Alex, man, I tell you, when his legs started gushing blood, though, I, I mean, I knew you get cleated, you bleed. It happens. It happens a lot in football, especially on sports where you work cleats. But, like, I was like, yeah, nigga, nigga, you out <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> I didn't see one like that. Bro, the announcers were making it worse because they were like, gosh, he has blood come shooting out of his leg. Like, Dude, oh, he got shot, bro. <laughs> no, that was a lot of blood, man. You saw how he got cleated, though, right? That shit went right into his leg. That's what mm. I'm saying. That shit, like he got shot. Ugh. You know that shit had to hurt too, bro. Damn, yeah, blood all up in that. That nigga no pain. Like, do you? Do you? What do you think it would even take for him to be in pain? Cause, like, you think that something like that actually puts him? Because yeah, I couldn't imagine the level of pain that guy was in. Bro, Alex was like, man, once I realized it wasn't my bag, like, I just told him tape it He's up. like, fuck it. He's like, put the tape out, dog. Man, yeah, man. Man, get that water bottle real quick. Straight, Straight G. Out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I know we we done talked on this podcast a lot about, like, what's going to happen to Alex, like, in the coming years, but I'm really happy that we have him right now. I'm not just saying that because other quarterbacks were bad and he has in the playoff. Like, he was the right quarterback for this team right now. The way... Things are going with the locker room and, and mm-hmm. culture change and this and that, man. Alex was the right captain for this ship right now, man. Dude, you know I'm going to take man? it, I'm gonna take no, it no, back no, even no, to no. 2018, though. Mm-hmm. Like, all I know for a fact, all of us were on board when he came here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep bringing it up how the fan base was not even happy with Alex when we were six and three. And they didn't like how the offense wasn't like flash. Court, hold on. Let's not say the whole, we can't say the fan base. Okay, there well, was I'm a saying, portion of the, there was a portion. I, I take yeah. that back. <laughs> there was there was a portion of the fan base that was just like not a fan of it. But Cliff, like you always pointed out, and I'm gonna keep saying it, Alex brought a calming situation to this shit show. Like yeah. most of our quarterbacks were always in the headlines, whether it was no pressure, no diamonds. You like that? I want to be wanted. Like all this other stupid fucking shit. Alex, all in week one comes. Come on, man. Like, Alex comes to work. He's all about football. It's not about none of that stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And even in his interviews, when they're consistently asking about Haskins or some other quarterback, he don't. Mm-hmm. it's not one bad word. It's like, that's my teammate. I'm here. I'm supporting him. It's all about winning. Like, he's all about team. And that's one thing that this team has – or this organization has needed for years. Bro. You know the wild thing? That was a Bruce Allen move, right? Crazy. And I don't know why Bruce Allen made the move. I don't know, like, his calculus – that's the see. That's the shitty part about that era. Is there was never an explanation given to us why decisions were made. That was always the most frustrating thing about the Bruce mm-hmm. Allen era. So they make the Alex Smith trade. They don't really explain to us what it was about Alex that made them want to trade for him, right? They really never said. But the thing about someone like Alex, he's so fucking professional, right? And the t- remember when we first got him, there was a confidence the team now had that we didn't see when we had Kirk. Yep. It was apparent. And you would see what the players would say. They would say, oh, I feel like we're going to win every game. Right? I remember that going into the season, guys started talking like that. Guys were saying, well, we're winning. But at the beginning of the season, we won a couple games. It was like, we feel like we're in good hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can trust this guy. We know it's not about him, right? We want Thank like you. that is the the one thing that he has brought that to me we haven't really had since Brunel. And he's yeah. better than Brunel in aspects, oh, yeah. especially 100%. at this point in his career. At, this, at the point in his career that we got Alex, he was at a better level than Brunel. Brunel, Brunel was a, like a shell of himself when we got him, but yeah. Brunel did bring that to us. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a grown up 
in the yep. huddle, who you know studied. You know he worked his ass off. He got here at 5 a.m. He mm-hmm. set a standard for how people need to be approaching work. Well said. Perfect. Perfect. With that being said, man, I, let me ask you guys. So scale of 1 to 10. Let's do a scale of 1 to 10. Where is your buy-in level with this team right now? As far as yeah, all right. Let's all right. Uh, let's say uh, as far as uh, this regime and and their ability to change the culture. You can even put put like players like the youth with McLaurin and Gibson and like the veteran leadership with guys like Alex and Kyle Smith maybe being the GM. Hopefully the GM moving forward and Ron being here. Like, where's your level of like like confidence in the buy-in? I'd probably say I'm at like about I'm between an eight and a nine to be honest. Wow, I know that's pretty. Wow. I'm, I'm at about wow. an eight or nine because wow, Ron Corey. Rivera is doing what I expected him to do. I don't think that's an extreme score that I just gave him. He's somebody who I kind of felt he would come here. He would calm the situation. The team would be disciplined. It wouldn't be too much more fuckery going on. Like it wouldn't be a shit show whether it was on the field or off the field. He was going to be coming. He's going to calm the situation, make us look like a, you know. A normal franchise. <laughs> it's it's I, like it's something that we've never dealt with, to be honest. I, I only said wow, because that was the three of us. Corey, you were the hardest on that, man. Because Cliff, as y'all know, <laughs> I bought so much. I think my issue was I bought so much into Ron when those first yeah. few weeks when he was talking crazy, bro. I was like, what? Wow. What the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah, it was like if you it's like when you meet that girl. And she's like, man, she's she's great. She's great. Everything's and then a couple great. weeks in, you like, who the fuck is this? Like, nigga, what the fuck? Did we go back <laughs> and get the bingo caller? <laughs> um, dude, you know what I would say, man? I think one of the things that the organization because I'm gonna go to before we got Rivera. When the organization started bringing in all those Bama boys, they got made fun of. People made jokes about us bringing all these Bama kids in, right? Maybe they'll go get Saban now. <laughs> but, but you, right. but you know what they were trying to do? Mm-hmm. Bring in people for whom losing is actually disgusting to them. The Jonathan Allen's, the Pains. When you then add, um, what's his name? When you bring in someone like Chase Young, because I think Chase Young is a major part of this. Mm-hmm. That guy's attitude on the football field is fucking a joy to watch. Q Mike Singletary, man. I want winners. He plays mm-hmm. one. You can tell this motherfucker loves football. Mm-hmm. One. Two, you are the most talented person on this football field. Mm-hmm. I really thought that, that, that Monday was the best game I've seen him play for us. That motherfucker was playing so hard. So there was the one play he um on that sideline. Who the fuck was that? Was that Benny Snell? When they had the measurement, like they gave it the shitty spot, but they end up being short. You remember that play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There is the culture, a culture change. Like to me, a, a coach, a coach can say, Hey, this is how I want things to be. I can be at work and tell a team, hey, this is how I want you. But players, they gotta uphold the culture. Yeah. Right. And when your best players are guys like buying in, they buy guys in. like Terry for whom 
working hard is in their fucking DNA. They're Absolutely. not going to bullshit out here. Jonathan Allen, right? These are people who, this is why I kept saying that shit about Kerrigan. Remember what the fuck I kept saying about Kerrigan? We cannot get rid of Kerrigan because you. this is part of building that culture, right? This is someone like Kerrigan who's been a fucking lifer here, uh-huh. who actually wants to be here, mm-hmm. who does work hard. You need, when you're trying to start building something, you need to keep someone like that because mm-hmm. they set the standard. And you can be like, well, 91, he busts his ass. The motherfucker's in year 78. <laughs> still out here playing hard. <laughs> it's funny you say that, though, Cliff, because it's like, I feel like Chase has picked up Ryan's energy. Like, when he was sprinting mm-hmm. down the sideline, when Cam made that catch, mm-hmm. you saw Kerrigan jump off the bench. Right. Mont- Montez Sweat, first one, when he scored that touchdown versus Dallas last week. Who went and got the ball? Ryan Kerrigan. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you said, you need veterans, especially for somebody who's been here this long with us and, like, who truly wants to be here. Right. Hey, man. Who wants to be here for reasons that I don't understand. But, I, hey, we appreciate you, 91. Right, because the, that, and that's, and that's sort of why I was always like we have, we need to, we can't just be like, we're trading Ryan Kerrigan for a sixth round For a seventh round pick. You no know how, round pick, but. you know how, you, like, but you know how, like, absurd that would be? It's yeah. someone who has been in the most dysfunctional franchise in the league, who's actually wanted to be here. We drafted him. The guy does not miss any games. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to retire here. And we're sort of like, why would you want to retire here? But the reason you keep someone like that is because when you're going to start building with these young guys, they got to have people to look up to. And our roster's super young. Yeah. So right Bro. now, my buy-in... Look, it's easy to say, but it's super high after we won three games in a row. I don't know the last time we won three games in a row. It's been a couple um, of years. But you wouldn't even but you don't even got a basis off the three game win streak though, Cliff. Like you feel you feel you can see the culture change. Right. You see the players buying into the, the leadership. You know what I mean? Like so I'm not gonna give a number. This this is what I'll say. I am at the point where us not winning a division will not bother me. I am seeing the team grow in a way that a division title, not having it, would not make me feel like it's a disappointment. If, for example, if we end up going seven and nine and we lose a tiebreaker in the Giants, I'm not going to be like, well, fucking Rivera, that two-point game. No. Not at all. Mm-hmm. We need what we needed, and we said this a couple weeks ago when we, all the Haskins shit was going on. This season needs to end on a positive note. There needs to be positive energy in that building going into the offseason. I think that's where we're headed right now. Mm-hmm. We'll see how these last four games go. We have four games left? We have four games left. Holy games shit, left. man. This season's already almost fucking over. So, <laughs> we have four games left, man. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that would actually be hurtful for this season is if we ended the season not making the playoffs because we blew it. Right. That would be tough. No, but that that's would be the disappointment. So right now, I can't even I would say I can't put a number on it. I just know that the way things are going right now makes me feel like we're heading. That's in the what right we wanted direction. to see, though, Cliff. You you don't gotta put a number. It's what you yeah. wanted to see. This is the first yeah, it's this is first the first time I felt like we are headed in motion. Yep. Right. That's all I care about. That's all we all care about. Folks have bought in. They're they're following great leadership with Ryan Kerrigan and Alex Smith and Ron Rivera in them. 
I, th- that's all I care about. The division. Don't forget about Mac and Jack. Mac and Jack. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, man. Hey, man. Mac and Jack is like, hype on that sideline. I know y'all saw him. About <laughs> to have defense, man. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the offense. I know we probably have talked a bit about the offense already, but um, uh, where to start? Where to Cam, start? Cam Sims. Cam Sims. I'm not going to lie. When Gibson went down, I was like, how are we going to move the ball? You know what I'm saying? And as the game went along, we talked about this. Terry didn't really see his touches, but they, they made enough big plays in the second half to put themselves in position to win. I mean, they were 0 for 12 on their first 12 third downs. But you saw towards the end of the game, they're converting and they're moving the ball and Cam Sims is making big catches and Logan Thomas is making big plays for the offense. And it, it was crazy to see them go from totally inept versus the best defense in football to put up 23 points kind of easily. Hey, man, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't turn the ball over, did we? Mm-hmm. I can't even remember. I'm, having a, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, we did not. They just kept themselves in the game, Paul. Like you said, they were. it was a situation where, okay, we didn't – obviously, we started off slow with the, being down 14, and I don't think anybody anticipated us coming back being down 14 points to the 11-0 Steelers. Um, but yeah. they just stuck with it. Like, I believe me, when Gibson went down, I was like, yep, it's uh, we're done. Um, let's try to get ready for San Francisco. But um, it's like the team just rallied, bro. Like, they knew they lost a dog, but they knew Terry was quadruple team. But other players stepped up and made plays, man. For Cam Sims, I'm telling you, that drive in the half, when he caught that ball, broke a tackle, gave one dude a stiff arm, like, I was at that moment, I was like, Scott, we've got to find a way to get Cam Sims the ball. Because this dude, that yak, that yards after catch, bro, he is a dog, period. And I'm hoping we see more of it. But, um... Yeah, man, it's uh for so for this guy to go from being an onside pl- practice squad player to not getting a shot to like now making a name for himself, like those that's what you want to see, man. Because you're not always gonna get greatness out of players players drafted rounds one through seven. You got to find those dogs, those undrafted free agents that's gonna fill out your roster. And this guy is developing potentially into a number two receiver for this offense. You know where I see when I see Cam Sims, where I see him making these plays. How is he? Fuck, wasn't this guy on the field before? It's crazy. How? How? I got a defensive player to, to ask you about y'all for that, too, but I, we'll talk like, about that like, in a second. When I see him after the catch, I'm like, how in the fuck weren't you getting snaps last year? Was he injured last year? Do I like? Did I have that right? No, he missed most of the first year with the high ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah. he was injured at 18. Last year, he just didn't play. Yeah. How? We had the worst fucking receiving group in the league. I don't get like, it. Like, that's what sort of – that's why I just sort of, like, wrote him off because I'm like, if you're not getting snaps with this receiver group, you must not be that good. But yeah. then when I see you out here fucking Derrick Henry stiff-arming folks, <laughs> he's like – that was – what was that, like a third and 14 when he got – Third and 14, bro. I think third that was the 14. first – was that the first third down, third down we converted? Mm-hmm. It was. First time we crossed the 50. Yeah. It, it looks different when he runs with the ball, man. Yep. Yeah. It really does. Wow. He's a very physical receiver. I mean, he has the speed. You saw that on that um, crossing route he caught where he took up the sideline, the opposite sideline. Mm-hmm. But but he has a little bit of physicality to his game, man. Not a lot of receivers here do. I mean, yeah. Inman really doesn't. I, we haven't seen enough about AGG to, to know whether he does or not. I mean, Terry's pretty physical, but He's also a smaller guy. Like, Kempson is every little bit of 6'6 six, six, and runs a 4'4. Four, four. And he'll run by you or run through you. Like, he's a tough dude. 
I was hoping he pulled down that fade in the end zone. That would have just yeah, been ice. He, he didn't put it away. He didn't put the ball away. He was he yep. he caught he, he got a little lazy on that when he thought he ain't tucking away when he caught it. He should. I mean, I thought I'm a fucking professional receiver. We should right. he should have caught that ball and tucked it away, rolled right. away from the receiver. But he, mm-hmm. I think he just thought, oh, this is an easy touchdown. Oh, he's ready to celebrate. He's like, this is easy yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, you, but you, you, but you know, when I realized, oh, Cam is going to be a good player, um, was a couple weeks ago when he first started getting clock. And Alex Smith talked about him, and I don't know if you remember what Alex said. I, I think I think he said I pull the corner up. But basically, Alex Smith was talking about how hard Cam Simpson worked um, to get to where he's at, and he has Alex Smith's trust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, and he sort of got his trust because Alex Smith saw how hard he had been working. Right. Yeah, I, I, I bet you that Cam and Alex got a lot of like practice squad reps together, or like not practice squad, but they probably got a lot but of just like, reps in general. Yeah, yep. like mm-hmm. like scout team reps together when mm-hmm. it was Haskins, um, mm-hmm. getting the starting reps. So yeah, they probably have a little bit of rapport. And you know, speaking of rapport, we heard all summer that all the quarterbacks seemed like they really liked Logan Thomas. And we've talked in the past about. Logan, like, oh, man, I don't know if he's the tight end of the future. And I think we had said on this podcast before that Logan Thomas could possibly be our tight end to move forward as long as you replace him. I mean, he's getting to the point where you're wondering how big an emphasis do they need to put on tight end moving forward because Logan Thomas is showing enough where you might believe in him next year to be your guy, to at least being like taking a, a good chunk of the tight end reps. Like, he's done that much in these past couple of games like he's making plays out there he's not just a plotting tight end who catches the ball and falls down like no he makes plays out there easy easy, easy now easy now folks okay and a good <laughs> game a good game not just gonna be like well, well do we need a tight end he had a good game i've seen people say the same shit about wide receiver two we're like well do we need a wide receiver two it could be cam sims everybody everybody take a deep breath it's a okay. great monday night all right, it was a great Monday night. Now, does it uh, mean we don't get Kyle Pitts? Oh, and pair them together. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. But we just don't even, but clearly, I, I told but, myself we're not even going to think that far. I feel you. But listen, let's, I'm, I'm, making light, I'm making light of what you said. But, but one thing you did, like, where I, like, I super agree with you is it is very clear that the quarterbacks, all three of them, had a lot of trust in Logan Thomas, right? Yep. And so that goes a long fucking way, man. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even just say the quarterbacks. I would say the coaches when they brought them in. Like, clearly they saw something. I, f- I forget who our tight end's coach name is. Don't hold- Paul, you might know it. Um, but they uh, said he was the one that actually told Rivera, like, we should sign this guy. Like, I know he's switching positions, but there's something there. Like, clearly they felt like he could develop into a damn good tight end. And he's clearly gotten better every week. Uh, he's making mm-hmm. plays for us consistently. I'm still pissed off they didn't give him that fourth down because he stretched that shit. He was not out of bounds. It was a first down. They oh, reviewed mean, it, and they the third, still didn't give him a first down. The third down. I'm saying it, it should have been a first down. Oh, yeah, no, you said on that fourth down. My oh, my bad, fourth. sorry. Yeah, third, on, okay, on that you. third down. Yeah, uh, but the way he stretched that ball, like, that was, dude, he's he, he's turning into a playmaker. Like, he's not the most agile player. He's not really going, you know, give too many people a shimmy and shake them, juke them like that. But the dude, he, I mean, each week he's improving, bro. He, and clearly he can catch the ball. And clearly the coaches got the confidence in them to make plays, man. So just keep getting better, bro. That's a good thing to see. Right. And that was my point. Like, if Logan Thomas had the athleticism of somebody like Logan Paulson, 
I'd be like, no, we have to get somebody else in here next year. But I'm, I, <laughs> I mean, he he can move a little bit. This man, this man has good hands. He's a big target. He makes tough catches. He made a lot of tough catches on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the funny part about it is that his touchdown was the easiest catch of the night because they just forgot to guard him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice little um, like a little rubber out there. Yeah. Look at. I, I, I'm, you know, one thing about having Alex out there is that we know that if Alex is protected, he's going to throw the ball to the right person. You know, there, there were some times on, on, on Monday where you can sort of see the limitations of his arm. Like there's a Steve Sim seam route. We had, the, fit, yep. we had the one, yep. we had the one play with Terry where Terry, like he had a, a step on Joe Hayden, the ball hung up mm-hmm. in the air a little bit. But really, what we're seeing is, I, and Paul, I remember you saying this a few weeks back, and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But you said <laughs> maybe, maybe our offensive players are better than we thought, and we only think they were bad because Haskins was bad. Like you said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is, these guys don't look that bad now. Don't. They just don't. We don't yeah. it, like you. Maybe it's just in my mind. It doesn't seem like we have that much less talent than everybody else anymore. Remember back in training camp, everybody said we had the worst receiving core in the league. Well, worst offensive skill set group in the league is what people were telling us. Has that changed? I don't know if that's changed. I mean, I don't know if that's changed either, but. Maybe it's the. Coach. I mean, you got to say it's changed a little bit because they weren't a believer in Gibson. A lot of people didn't think Gibson could turn into a true running back. Nobody had confidence in Cam Sims. I mean, you know, developing his game like this, and I'm pretty sure I'm one of the ones that was kind of, you know, questioning the Logan Thomas move because I didn't think he was going to be even half decent at tight end. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would think it's a little better than what people thought. You know, it's wild. Is if y'all remember back before season started, I had a wild Logan Thomas prediction. Y'all remember that? It was yep. I have it written down <laughs> right next to my laptop. I Who was it? I even, that Logan Thomas was gonna have seven hundred yards receiving this year. And he's on his way, Cliff. Yep, he's at what four twenty three. We get close. <laughs> and he got he got five tutties, man. That's that's a good season. For um, dude, that Cam Sims catch on that third that one hand. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember being so surprised by a player of ours catching the ball, man. When I see the put the, I thought it was going to be one of those where he almost caught like a Doxon, like like mm-hmm. like Corey Man Doxon, who had the greatest almost catches of all time. Goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when he that is the moment where I thought I was like, okay, we're gonna win this football. Like when he made that catch, that is the moment. That I said to myself, I think we're about to win this fucking game. We got guys making plays, man. Mm-hmm. It really was beautiful to see, man. Both sides of the ball, man. Let's what is forget- the? Shit, I can't forget special teams. I got you know we our well, kicker came through. Let's not forget we even mentioned McKissick on this podcast, man. Like I, I expect him to carry the load, and we only had five carries for eight yards. Running the ball, ten catches for seventy yards, man. It, he extended a lot of key drives too, man. Like he's mm-hmm. been doing this every single week. I still don't understand why Detroit let that guy go. I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh. If you listen to the guys 
in Seattle, they were there with him when he lost his job because they had Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, and they, I think they still had P, uh, CJ Procise at this time, and he thought that he would be the third down back in the future. Like everybody acknowledged, McKissick can play. I don't know why the Lions let him go. I'm happy they did because <laughs> he's a fucking baller. Mm-hmm. That Chris Thompson role. Yeah, yeah, Chris Thompson role. He's got really good hands, man. Yes, he does, man. Really Former does. receiver. He's got really good hands. Um, let me ask you this, man. When is the last time that you were proud of this football? That's a mm. tough one. That's a tough one, man. Proud mm-hmm. on this level? I mean, I've been proud of that time. Right. Yeah. When? But, when is the last time you were proud of them? You were like, wow. wow. This I mean, is a happy. This is a happy day for me to be a. And it wasn't like, and I'm talking like, not us beating a division opponent. I mean, like, you were actually happy with the state of the football team. It's been years. I mean, it would have to be somewhere around. It would have to be the 2012 year when you actually thought we had a future. I was gonna say probably 2012, and even maybe like. I was about, kind of leaning for 2015, but I don't know. I didn't have this feeling in 2015, even when uh, we won the division. Um, I didn't have that same feeling because I, I, I don't know if it was just because Gruden was new in 2015, and you know Dan and Bruce were still in charge, and at that point, like Bruce had started to like kind of like wear his welcome here a little bit. Like it feels different, man, because I feel like the people who are running the show now aren't incompetent. But also, Cliff, I feel like it's also because we got a lot of youth on this roster and the youth are dogs and our best players are extremely young and they're dogs. So I it's oof, maybe not even 2012, bro. It's been a minute. <laughs> Damn, I have not yeah. probably felt this way about this team in quite some time, man. And that's crazy saying that because we're five and seven. But you yeah. just see that there, there's it's a bright future. It's not all about in the moment. Like we're talking about 21, 22, 23, like. This team has a future upon themselves if, you know, Rivera keeps the ship afloat. This, yeah. is, this is also our best non-division win probably of our lives. And I, 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 not even, no, not, well, of our adult lives, because I can't even think that far back, frankly. I see, you know, I forgot. I thought today was fucking Thursday. So <laughs> if you think back, if you take away our division wins, I can't remember the time last time we beat a team that was this good on paper. I mean, you know what about the, that Seattle team that Jay Jay beat? Were they that good? Not. Nah, I mean, they were eleven that, and no good. No, I think that was like a down year for the Seahawks that year. Yeah, uh-huh. they were. Um, can't think of one. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I legit after the game was thinking, I was like, wow, I really can't remember the last time we beat a team that was like considered one of the elite teams in the league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that wasn't in our division. Damn. Hey, you know I'm, I'm really trying to think. I cannot think of a game. You know what the crazy part is while we're on this topic? Hearing people around town this past week with so much confidence going into the Pittsburgh game, like people were like, I don't know if we'll win or not, but I don't feel they'll blow us out. I feel we'll give them a good game. I feel that that kind of represents a part of the culture change a little bit because they know these, this team plays hard. We know that we give them a good matchup. And even though we're 11 and, and, and 0 and we're just 4 and 7, like people were confident that we could go into Pittsburgh and give them a game. Like 
I mean, that has to mean something. Like people are seeing what's going on here. People are understanding that like, there's a change that's in the works. The gears are in motion right now. People understand that shit's changing for the better because they know teams in the past would have got blown out. Mm-hmm. We went down 14 nothing. Folks would have been like, well, it's a wrap. I was, even with 14 nothing, I was like, the game's not over, man. It really ain't. I do think the way we won that Cowboys game was we won that Thanksgiving game in a way that we hadn't really. It's been a while since we beat the shit out of a division opponent, man. Mm. Shit, what, when's the last time we put up 40 points, Cliff? <laughs> there you no, go. Cool. We, so like, yeah, just, I'm with you on that. That, that Cowboys gave people a little yeah. confidence. That was the most we'd ever score in the Cowboys on, on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or some shit. Like, we put it to them in a way that didn't look like any team. I think the Cowboys game really was the first time we didn't look like our slur name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cause, because, you know, the, the interesting thing about the name change, right, is while a lot of things seem like up until the Cowboys game, everything just seemed the same. You know what I'm saying? Everything yeah. about the, t- the franchise had just seemed the same. Danny's still doing fuck shit. We're getting embarrassed on the field. And that Cowboys game was the first time where it was like, wow, we beat the brakes off somebody. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it felt good to like go on. To, and that was a game where everybody didn't pick us to win the game. Oh, definitely. The wild thing is, like, in retrospect, after the game, people made it seem like it was a no-brainer that we won the game, but that was a game that we weren't picked to win. Uh-huh. We beat them so badly that I think, our, like, some people around here were like, you know what? We don't seem that bad. Right. And yeah, it was the sorry-ass Cowboys, but it was a good feeling to blow someone out. I haven't blown anybody out in a long time. Well, plus, also, when we're on national television, we're usually the team getting blown out, so. Mm-hmm. You know. I was just going to say, this is an even better question. When's the last time we played this well in back-to-back primetime games? I don't remember ever, Paul. That ever. has to be 91. Probably. Yeah. I mean, we might win a Sunday night joint here or there, this and that, but the next time we are on Monday Night Lights, we're losing by, like, 20 or 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we play on Mondays, Mondays in the history of the Snyder era, our worst moments our Monday nights. Absolutely. It's our darkest nights. Mm-hmm. It's usually at home, though, for one. It is usually at home. How much do you all think is helped by the fact that we don't have fans there? It has 100% helped. Because our fans... <laughs> that, you know how many like times that, the Boo Birds would have been out FedEx this year? Oh like that Bengals game? That Bengals game? There would have been some booing early. Some heavy booing early. Um... I think right now, what the only thing that sucks right now is, man, we lost to the Giants twice in the Lions. And it feels like we should have won all those games. Oh, man, I don't even and like we, thinking about it. And, and we lost, I think what's our last three losses by like 10 points or something like mm-hmm. that. And you just flip one of those and everything looks different. We're yep. fucking six and six. Shit, we'll fuck around being a seven seed right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I am so curious to see how the fuck we look on Sunday, man. I really am. I don't know what we're going to see on Sunday. I think that's what makes me feel uneasy about the San Francisco game. Is I don't know what we're going to see on Sunday. Because could you imagine if we won four games in a fucking row, man? Right. 
You know, it's crazy to even think that if any of those three games, uh, both versus the Giants and the one versus the Lions, go the other way, we're at five hundred right now instead of five and seven. That's crazy yeah. as mm-hmm. a starting one and five. Yep. It's okay though, man. Everything happens for a reason. Hey, it was a part. Like like Rivera said, they got they had to learn how to grow up, and it's clearly it's clear they're learning how to grow up and they're learning how to win. They're learning how to play together. So. Yeah. So, okay. Like Cliff said, if, if it got to the point where we went, it, it ended up hurting us and we didn't make the playoffs, we went 79. Cool. Just know that when we come out 21, 2021, we coming out busting heads. So I feel confident that Rivera is leading this train on the right direction, bro. It's, I'm not trying to sound too, too optimistic because you know, that's usually when they let me down, but I, oh, I, yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel very good about the situation right now. I, I don't, I don't. Because if this if this game had happened in years past where they went and beat a really good team on primetime, I would be confident that a beatdown was coming next week. Like, we might lose to the Niners, and if we do lose to the Niners, I don't think I'll be super blown. Because I don't think I don't think they're going to go and just shit the bed next Sunday afternoon. I don't. I think they're mm-hmm. going to give them a game. If they lose to a team that has one of the better offensive minds of a generation, okay, so be it. I mean, I know we need these games to keep pace with the Giants, but... I don't think they're gonna come on get mopped. I would be confident they would be getting mopped by the Niners if this were three years ago. Confident. Hey man, I'm about to say something outrageous. I want you to I want you to bear with me. Now don't do it, Cliff. No, no, follow me. Follow me. I'm, 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 I'm like old boy on MSNBC. What's his name? Kornacki. <laughs> if you look at the schedules, man. All right. If you look at the schedules and you look at the Giants, I understand the Giants beat Seattle. I think Seattle's got their own problems. You know the wildest thing about what's going on right now for us? We have a positive point differential. That is fucking crazy. crazy. The, crazy. Only, the only team with a losing record. That's crazy. So, look, the Giants go to Arizona. The Giants play Arizona at home on Sunday. Daniel Jones may play. We'll see. They then mm-hmm. play Cleveland mm-hmm. at home Sunday night football. Got flexed. Now, they lose on Sunday. If we could, do y'all understand that if we win two of our next three, if we manage to beat San Francisco, maybe we lose Seattle, we beat Carolina, we could clinch a division in that Carolina game. Oh, yeah, we in this, bitch. (laughs) The Giants play Arizona, they play Cleveland, and then they're at Baltimore. There is a world in which, and so this is my prediction, Oh boy. Games week 16, Carolina. In po- the poetic justice of this season will be that we clinched. Ron Rivera clinches the division versus old team. Week 16, we win our division. We win two out of the next three games. That's, that is my prediction for the rest of the season, man. Folks going to hate me. Don't let that happen. Mm-mm. Fuck you, Mara family. Fuck you, David Tepper. <laughs> At the same damn time. At the same damn time. <laughs> uh, hey, if that comes to pass, y'all gonna have to. Go. <laughs> hey, uh huh. The bender, I, the bender, I, I would go on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that would be Christmas week, by the way. Why'd you have to say that, Cliff? God nah, because it. listen, listen, look, man. We play San Francisco, all right? Nick, Nick Mullins. 
I would love nothing more than to beat that dickhead Kyle Shanahan. You know where I'm at with it too. Yep. With your fucking Chris Sims tattoo. I want to beat this guy. <laughs> hey, did, did y'all peep did y'all peep Kyle Shanahan today, by the way, what he said? I missed it. I heard I, I saw right. I was seeing a few quotes, but I missed it. All right, let me pull up the quote really quick. But I just want you to remember last year when they asked him about playing in Washington or coaching or coaching Washington, I should say. And he was like, I like some of the players. I like some of this and that, yada, yada. What else did you like? He was like, nothing. Mm-hmm. He knew they was about to come out here and mop us. Yep. I forgot. I don't know the exact quote, but he said something very diplomatic today. He was like, uh, yeah. He's like, nigga, you know. <laughs> you yeah. know it. You know yeah. what's coming, dog. You, you, can't, yeah. you can't hop on the mic at a Wednesday press conference and say something reckless about us right now. Because you mm-hmm. know the 99's on the edge. <laughs> right. Because you know your you know your quarterback might not make it. You, you know your quarterback might not make it on Sunday. I might uh-huh. not make it, make it, make. It. Uh-huh. <laughs> you might, you might be seeing some CJ Beathard on Sunday. Fuck. Don't. For, hey, I hope he don't. I hope you don't think the team forgot how they were celebrating on FedEx Field last year either, slipping and sliding and shit like they was at the water park. Oh, like, that's right. I ain't forget hey, that shit, and I guarantee listen, you the team ain't forget. Listen, so. I think I think Kyle Shanahan is a hell of a football coach. Absolutely. And I'm not even saying this in defense of it's not because he sucks. We owe that man an ass whooping. He acts like we mistreated him. Yep. I don't know where the Shanahan's turned this into like this persecution complex thing that they have going on with what happened here. As if they had, they played no part in how this shit went down. Mm-hmm. That is the part that bothers me the most. Those two act like they played no part mm-hmm. in the chaos. And just I shits wanna... on us every chance we get. Every want, chance he gets, my yeah, and then, and then your and then your daddy is always mm-hmm. calling the calling Walm. Mm-hmm. Daddy still got interviews randomly on 980 and 106 right. and shit. Mm-hmm. His wine OS calling in the 1067. Mm-hmm. I can't stand um, those two. I can't stand those two. Mm-hmm. I really can't. I really want to be couch him. That's where I'm at, Cliff. I, I, I just I can't. I every time I see him, mm-hmm. it's like you little fucking twerp. I, but like you said, we it's like it's not that we don't respect them. It's just like, like you said, it's they made it truly personal. Like they had no hand in all that fuck mm-hmm. shit that was going on. And every chance Kyle got, it's funny that Paul said he gave a little political answer today, which he's about to tell us. But last year, it was not like that when you was getting nope. interviewed and your team was kicking everybody's ass. Right. So right when you had when you had the best team in the conference, mm-hmm. you had your chest all out. Sure did. Oh, we, oh, we need to beat the shit out of these niggas on Sunday. Everybody does it with Washington because we're usually the butt of jokes and we deserve to be the butt of jokes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So this motherfucker that had no problems coming out last year being fucking uh, comedian-ass Kyle Shanahan and the mic talking bad about our team. Listen to what he said today when we asked him about if there's any grudges. That's pretty gone. It's been time. I feel like I've got closure on it. I respect the hell out of Ron Rivera. Kyle Smith is doing a great job. You can tell they're being led well, end quote. Yeah, you scary ass nigga. You that is a completely different tune. Than what oh, he nah, nah, you know what that sounds like? That nigga ain't like Bruce. Welcome to the club, my nigga. Right? right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that sounds like to me. I mean, that that's very possible. It probably it's actually probable. Actually, that probably actually makes a, a ton of sense. That's what that sound like to me. Like, oh, they got great leadership over there. Kyle's doing a good job. Ron's a good man. I got no grudges. <laughs> me? 
Oh, Next nah, question. You know, I, you know I'm not, I don't carry anger like that, guys. Yeah, whatever, Kyle. I've been doing yoga and shit. I don't really <laughs> Last year, when he knew they were about to beat the shit out of us, he had plenty to say. Mm-hmm. Right. Mind you, nigga, that was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden... It's all gone. All of a sudden, you got closure. Yeah, he got mm-hmm. closure when, when Bruce got fired. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I take that as. So I still see that image of them just slipping and sliding on our fucking field. Like, that was the most disrespectful shit I have ever seen, bro. bro. Like, they not only did they kick our ass, they act like they was at Six Flags and shit going down the slides. Like, <laughs> dude, bro, I want this one, man. I want to win this game bad, bro. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not guaranteeing or saying we're going to win, but this is one of the ones that I wanted. I want us Look, to get man. a W. Look, Look man, it's, it's a team with no name versus a team with no home. <laughs> <laughs> going to Zona. <laughs> Hey, let's not forget the Trent Williams and Jordan Reed revenge game, mm-hmm. too. Oh, mm-hmm. trust me. I got plenty of words for Trent. Look. Mm-hmm. Look, Trent, great player here. Okay. Absolutely. But the way he was carrying on towards the end, I wasn't a fan of that, man. I wasn't a fan of all the drama. You could have just said you wanted to be traded. All right. This whole. But we also, but Cliff also keep, keep in consideration, you know, he had did have a cancer scare and the team. Listen, no, there, was on some fuck shit. No question, no question. When mm-hmm. I decided, like in the <laughs> manner of Kyle Shanahan, I have closure now. I'm with you. Okay? And I've actually decided that his issue was probably also with Bruce. So I still have to say this: Hey, Trent, you're a free agent next. Want to go home? Look, man. <laughs> Look, man, let's let bygones be bygones, man. We apologize for that cancer stuff. That's mm-hmm. fucked up, man. That's the old, that's the old boss. <laughs> we don't run our show like that no more, man. Come bring that 71 back, man. Come home, bro. Take that shit from Schweitzer so he can put on 73 or something. Or 74. Right. Shit. And like take it. <laughs> and like take it from him. You don't have to pay him for that shit. Okay? Tell me like, hey Wes, let me get that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, he'll snatch that joint like Tlaib. What do y'all think the line is for Sunday? I heard Sheen say it this morning. It was like four and a half or something. It's actually down. I, I'm looking at, at uh, Sportsbook uh, Wire on USA Today. It's down to Niners minus three. Hmm. Which is still kind of crazy. I mean, considering that it was only Steelers minus six and a half. And they were 11 and 0, and the Niners are not only not playing at home, they're five and seven. And it's only oh. minus three, but still, it's fine. That's a good line. Cross country flight, short week. Yep. Um, That's true. That is true. Look, the 49ers, there's certain teams. So here's my concern playing the 49ers. There's certain teams that I know the 49ers match up well with, right? They match up very well with the Rams, incredibly well. The weird thing about their season, though, basically, they beat the state of New York, right? I think they, they beat the Jets. They beat the Giants. Yeah, mm-hmm. back-to-back weeks. Then they beat the Rams mm-hmm. and the Bats. Mm-hmm. Like, they beat the Rams twice. Swept the Rams. Damn. I, I think the, in the they seem to match up very well with the Rams. I actually think the Rams are the best team in the NFC. Low-key. I know. You've been saying that. My I've Bowl. been trying to see it, but you you been on there. I get that. My Super Bowl bet is the Rams to go to the Super Bowl, not to win it. I ain't gotcha. stupid. I ain't stupid. Now, look, 
I'm concerned about their running game, man. Absolutely. Because we have the, the funny thing about us is some of the flaws we have in our team, we haven't seen them in a while because we haven't seen mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a while since we faced a running game. Mm-hmm. Shit, Detroit, well, Swift, Swift was probably the last one I was getting at us, right? Oh yeah, I, I take that back. That motherfucker did run on us. I mm-hmm. definitely take that back. Mostert. That's who I'm worried about, man. I'm worried about their all 68 of their running backs with the Shanahan's always <laughs> Moster, uh, Jeff Wilson, McKinney. Yeah. Shit, Tevin Coleman might come off the bench. And Tevin Coleman. Ball. Yeah. That's my big concern with them. Man. Uh, other end of the ball, the issue we're going to have is that running back stuff is going to be cut out. Fred Warner's out there. So yeah, we might not no. be able to, like, dish the ball to McKissick all day. I feel like Fred Warner could take McKissick out of the game. So what's the adjustment going to be? We're going to come down to a McLaurin versus Sherman matchup? That boy oh. was destroying Sherman. I was going to uh-huh. say... Hey, your boy Sherman don't want no parts of 17. I, I, I saw him last week getting getting cooked by Diggs in them. Like Diggs, Gabriel Davis, whoever was on 25, 25 was getting cooked. Do it away. Also, but Barrett on the other side, he playing good football. Yeah, I mean, I didn't catch the full game, though, but he's, he's playing, playing good football right now. Jason Barrett. I'll, I'll say this. Josh Allen looked like a goddamn superhero. Did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> the wild thing is, see, that's the weird thing about the NFL, right? You don't, like, obviously people watch Red Zone, but you don't get to see these teams week to week. And if you only see them when they play on Ash TV and they happen to play great on Ash TV, the whole narrative changes. Mm-hmm. So Allen goes out there, he fucking lights the, the 49ers up. He for real, the nigga looked like Mahomes-ish. That shit was like, I was like, wow, this nigga like it's September right now. So everybody's picking them. 49ers are coming off a bad loss. Their season is, this is the, basically the, their season on the line here. They're five and seven. They lose on they lose on Sunday. Their season's over. Yeah. How great would it be to bump Kyle out of that? Mm. Gosh. Yeah. Mm. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm surprised we haven't even mentioned uh, the Ellen's podcast. So, if you didn't know, we're only one game out of the wild card, too. Uh huh. Those listening, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I wouldn't bet on it. I would still bet that if this team makes the playoffs, it's because they won the division. How crazy would it be? Let's just say. Mm, we, we what you about to say? What you about to say, bro? Let's just say the Giants and. Be a little crazy Boston, on here. I would say, I would say how fun it would be if they both won out and there was two NFC East teams in the playoffs after they've been shitting on us all year. I would all fucking clowning. love it. I'd fucking all love it. that clowning, dog. I'd love all it. All the fucking jokes. Mm-hmm. Everybody got Is an NFC East team even going to have a winning record? Mm-hmm. Is a team going to win the division with four wins? Listen, just because the Eagles and Cowboys suck, and those teams suck, by the way. Mm-hmm. They suck. By the way, Carson Wentz. I'd love Wentz? to see it. Carson Wentz. Light up that Carson pack! <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I knew it was over for Carson when I read that story about him apologizing to the team. Do you know how absurd that is? That a player would get in front of a team and apologize for how ass they've been? Mm-hmm. As if the other players don't know. <laughs> also, when I think of it, I just imagine him crying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he's like, guys, I know I've been playing pretty poorly, but I'm going to try to do better. 
Hey, <laughs> <laughs> good. He's like, I know I'm not false, but. <laughs> Not to get you too sidetracked, though, bro, but I'm glad you brought that up because what the fuck does Philly think they're going to do with that contract? You nah, can't dude. cut them. That's dead cap money. Nah, Nobody's they, taking it. So what are they going to do? They, they, need, they need to fix him. That's why you need to put him on the bench. So you think benching him is a good thing for him right now? Dude, they, the guy is playing so terribly that you need to go take a seat, man. But, Cliff, you remember I told y'all, I was reading some from, from some of those Philly beat reporters. They said that confidence has been shot since Foles won that chip. He has not been the same player, let alone in the locker room, just the media talking to him. They said there's something off with Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah, because it's not your locker room no year. more. Like, like, that's why they had to get rid of Foles for real. Because it's yeah. not your locker room no more, dog. Yep. We want to bowl with the other guy, who also sucks, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So... This ain't your team anymore. And like that, that shit is kind of like in like a psychoanalysis way. It's kind of interesting because the dude was playing at an MVP level before. He sure was. And then, and then this guy comes in and this is sort of evidence of how fucking good that Eagles, that team, Eagles team had a fucking shamrock up their ass. I don't know what the hell happened that year. They have been, they were asked before that season and they have been asked since then. Mm-hmm. Right. They were incredible that year. Carson played at the highest level he's probably ever going to play at. But then someone else got to lift the trophy, man. Anyone MVP and that motherfucker lit up Bill Belichick at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This ain't right. your team no more. Yeah, but that's tough, man. Yeah, that's a wild situation. Philly's got a Fuck hit. Them. They got a situation on their hands. Fuck them. Fuck them. Can't wait to see. Cannot wait to see you week seventeen. His contract doesn't. His contract extension doesn't kick until next year. Start yet. Yes, start yet. Paul. <laughs> Make no. score back in the league. That's my point. Saying they can't, you can't get rid of that. There's you, no. You have to okay. fix them. You have to fix them. That's the clip. They don't. I don't think Peterson's fixing it because they apparently Peterson don't even fuck with Wentz like that. They don't have a choice, Corey. Nobody is taking Carson Wentz right now the way he is. Oh, I'm with you. He has a. Terrible contract, and he's also ass. So you either yeah. fix him and play him, or fix him and trade him. But right now, you 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 gotta sit. We can't have you out here looking like fucking uh, Ty Detmer every week. <laughs> Wait, did you say R.I.P.? No, I said you can't have him out here looking like Ty Detmer every week. You gotta sit. I thought you said Ty Detmer. You can't have me looking like Ty Detmer out here. R.I.P. I was like Ty Detmer's dead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say. If he is, I really got to cut that part of the podcast. That's fucked up. <laughs> look, look, it's, look, it's two things, right? One, no. the dude was playing so poorly. Like, and I had said this like two, three weeks ago. I'm like, dude, you're playing so poorly that like some of the shit you're doing, it almost reminded me of when Griff was playing like garbage. Um, year two, like when he came back. Shannon, we were like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Right, mm-hmm. we're like, we, we would see... Every Monday after games, they would like all the film people would just show you plays where this nigga is looking at wide open receivers and just not throwing them the ball. And that's the sort of the point Wentz got to like three, four weeks ago, man. It's like, yo, you can't play. You need to sit. And only option they have is to sit your ass on the bench and then in the offseason, 
We just try to fix it. So what happens if Hurts goes out there and balls? Not saying he is, but that's going to put them in either even a more troubling situation. Oh no, no, that honestly that would save them. Yeah, you think so? Because so they wouldn't have put, to, they would they would have to put Wentz back in. So then you're just going to leave the hundred million dollars on the bench. Dude, did he have, like that? That's what I'm saying. The best case scenario is Hurts plays well, and you can just be like, well, Carson, sorry, because as of now, Hurts is your only savior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other option is, because what the fuck happens if Hurts plays like garbage and then next year Wentz comes out and he's just as bad? <laughs> Everyone is getting fired. They might get fired this offseason. That was my next question for y'all. Do you yeah. think they go, do you think they hold on to Peterson or try to bring in a new coach and see if they can fix him? No, man. The Eagles would have a lot of nerve firing the coach that got them their first Super Bowl. You know how they are up there, though, Cliff. You already know. Mm-hmm. But how are they? They don't know. What do they know? They've only won one Super Bowl. I hear you. <laughs> like, whole, time, whole time they should have let uh, Frank Wright. They should have so, kept Frank Wright. They should have done everything they could to keep Frank Wright. But. That's my, that was my second thing. Yeah. The Colts are a potential trade candidate. Wentz. Oh, my God. Wentz is going to go there and kill him. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's done. But right, guy, maybe Wright can get him right. No, Wright going to get him right. Look, man. The way that guy plays – is not sustainable. You cannot be dropping back 18. Like, what 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 Jay Gruden say about Griffin? You give a five-step drop, he makes it a 12-step drop. Got a five-step drop, he takes 15 <laughs> steps, got a three-step drop. He <laughs> <laughs> was going on this thing. <laughs> he really was, dog. That shit was, I was like, oh. damn, dog. Really? You used to go oh, man, man like that. Um dude, the way Carson Wentz plays is not. All the shit he does now is the shit he was doing the MVP year. The shit just worked that year. Mm-hmm. Then he drops back, fucking runs in circles. I seen some. I seen a stat. He leads the league in sacks in which he yeah. held the ball for longer than three seconds. The next guy is like fifteen sacks behind him. But that was. It's, I'm glad you said that because that was his go-to. Cliff, he stood in that fucking pocket in 2017. You got two people ra- wrapped up on him in some kind of way. He sneaks out. You know what I'm saying? Rolls out, throws that shit, bomb, touchdown, Jeffrey or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that Look, was I, truly his game in 2017. I don't know if you guys remember when I sent y'all this quote from him, and I'm not anti-religion, okay? I am not. If you believe in any guys you would like, okay? The nigga said that he lets God guide his passes. Oh, and Jesus. Was, and I was, and, this, and that, was, that was 2017 when he said that. And mm-hmm. I was like, you let who do what? <laughs> Nigga so just screaming is... around, rolling out to the right. God! <laughs> <laughs> so you just rolling out, just yelling, Jesus, take the wheel, and the ball is just... Because <laughs> y'all remember that Monday night game, man. That Monday night game, I think we talked about this in the chat, that Monday night game 2017, that shit was so worrying. That nigga was looking like... Everything, Cliff. Everything. <laughs> like the way Mahomes looked. That nigga liked Mahomes that night, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure did. Oh, I was like, dog, there's it's no quick. way we can deal with this. Uh-huh. I can't deal with these. I can't deal with this type of shit for the next 10 years, dog. I feel I like I remember this, Paul. I can pair this nigga to EJ Manuel, like, dog. Wins going to be a thorn in our ass or some shit. <laughs> like, his rookie year, I compared the ass to EJ Manuel. A year later, this nigga is throwing... Back shoulder dimes yep. after escaping 16 pass rushers. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, man, this is this is terrifying, man. This is not yeah. good. <laughs> right. It's not what with, that, with that Stephen A. shit. This is bad. This is very, very oh, bad. Oh, this is bad. This is very bad. <laughs> That's how I felt that year, dog. I am having a very bad day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but real talk though, like you said, Indiana might be a, or Indianapolis might be a good landing spot for him. That would be a good ass fit, not just because he's boys with Frank Reich and he knows how to fix him, but all this uh, uh, holding the wheel for me bullshit that would fly well in that state. <laughs> Damn, dog. Damn. You want to send the Mike Pence state? <laughs> yeah. I, it's actually kind of hilarious that this is what's happened to Carson. You about to make me go back and watch that game in 2017 when Wentz was fucking us up. Cause that man. nigga lit us up. Oh and, then he, and then he escaped. Right, we, we, I think we were supposed yep. to get the ball back. It was mm-hmm. like third and long. We mm-hmm. thought we sacked this nigga. It's like four niggas draped on him. He just pops out of the, the fucking pile of people. No, it looked like a, it looked like a, like a cartoon. Like you know, we did like like Looney Tunes, and they playing football, and a bunch of motherfuckers jumping a pile, and the ball just squirts out. That mm-hmm. was Carson. That was Carson Wentz. I was like, "Where the fuck did you come from, nigga?" Thank you. <laughs> Man, but you know what's wild? Go ahead. The wild thing about the NFL is shit changes all the time, Cliff. so fast. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like two years ago. Or if you talk to us middle of last season, when it's fucking Carson Wentz and Dak, mm-hmm. them niggas both gone. Uh-huh. Dak, mm-hmm. Dak in the bed like Lieutenant Dan. Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Carson don't got his job no more. Real shit. The quarterback that is actually the best in the division right now is fucking Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Ain't that some wild shit? Mm-hmm. You know what's wild? There's not one starting quarterback left from week one in this division. Wild. Because now Colts the starter, at least for at least another week, we think. We're not he might, that. He not, he might, he might play oh, on Sunday. He might play on Sunday, but okay. Daniel Jones I'm probably gonna be back. Yep. Fuck him. Catch yourselves. Start calling that nigga Dante Jones the way he be running out there, dog. Maybe they start <laughs> treating his ass like he's a black quarterback. <laughs> like, no, I'm like, I swear on my life, the reason this nigga runs like this is because they treat him like Daniel Jones who went to Duke. If, <laughs> if this nigga was Deontay Jones went to fucking Marshall, they wouldn't treat him like this. There's, like, there's no reason that every time this nigga runs re-option, he goes 50 yards. Every time. It shit blows my mind, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we could play them again. Do you really? So it's talking about the Giants, man. It's, I, I mean, for some reason, we always, they always get us, though. And it, that's that was five in a row, bro. They always get us on some fluke shit. I can't stand those motherfuckers. Yep. Snitching-ass Giants. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it kind of kills me the fact that they're winning games now in the way that I like. I'm like, fuck y'all whole niggas. I mean, right. good, good job. <laughs> good job. Good ass win. <laughs> But fuck y'all niggas though. Right. Yeah, I was I was so mad at the Giants when they beat the Seahawks. I was dog, so dog. I was cussing. Russell Wilson probably heard me while I was cussing this nigga out through the screen, bro. Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> dog. Yeah, no, but you're right. The way they're winning games is like it's the weird thing is the division is flipped. Yep. 
Philly and Dallas for an extended period, mm-hmm. they seemed. I mean, the Cowboys only have their shit together but so much with their Leatherface owner. So it's only with so much they can be doing as a front franchise. But they looked like they were heading the right direction. Mm-hmm. Philly Eagles. too. Us and the Giants, we have been ass for a while. Although we've had a couple of bad years in them. It's flipped. All because of the coaches. And I would love it to stay like that. Let us just battle with the Giants. Try to get our shit back together. Because I, I can't keep losing to the Giants, bro. We, 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 we have to turn this table. Yeah. Keep sweeping Dallas's sorry asses with that JV squad. Yeah, I mean, squad squad ain't JV. Who do you think misses your damn quarterback? They they no Pop excuse. Warner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the only thing, the only difference between us and the Giants right now, because I think we both have uh, some talent, but I think both teams are playing better than the sum of their parts. Honestly, I, I, Daniel Jones is their guy. They're moving forward, Daniel Jones, and I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. I just don't. Who knows who our quarterback's going to be in two or three years, but that could be the difference between who's running this division for the next five to ten years. Mm. You know? Could have two dominant defenses in this division for the next five to ten years, too. Hey, I've been meaning to to talk to you all about this whole Giants defense thing. People need to calm down about this. You see how they be on it now. (laughs) Their defense is like, essentially... You got to give them some credit. The defense is like 25th in DVOA. I thought the defense was going to be ass. And I guess if it's 25th in DVOA, DVOA, it kind of is kind of ass. But they're playing well lately. But you're going to to the 12th man's household, Russell Wilson, the 12 points. You're doing something right. Yeah, I I don't know. what. Listen, I'm not going to give them credit for that because I really feel like the Seahawks have decided they want to be like the old Seahawks, man. Yeah, something going on with them, man. Wait, elaborate. A couple weeks. What do you mean about the like, Seahawks? What do you mean by that? All this fucking running the ball. Oh, yeah. They need to let Russ just cook that joint. They're getting let... away from what doing what they was doing early in the year. Let Russ throw that thing to DK and, and lock it. Right. And I think they did that shit because. Oh, you broke up, Cliff. Wait, that was my AirPods. I think it's they did because the defense wasn't playing well. And they were like, well, maybe if we start running the ball again, clocking mm-hmm. type shit. But no. No, stop running the ball every fucking first down. Looking like <laughs> looking like us in week three out here. <laughs> I don't know who they brought in when uh, it was Bobby Wheeler. Actually, it was Bobby Wheeler came in. They was fucking him up. Like I remember when Russ had bad O lines, and it hasn't been as mm-hmm. bad. But that right tackle they brought in versus the Giants was getting punished by Leonard Williams and them. Like I was like, God damn! Like you, anybody better than this? Gotta give it to Leonard Williams though. He's having a hell of a season. He's 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 been flashing weekly. Now maybe not the whole defense, but Leonard Williams. Like, but then again, it is a contract year for him, so he's trying to get paid. I think it's like he has like seven and a half sacks. Like he's yeah, having, he's I, he's flashing every week, bro. I was sleeping. I was sleeping on him, and I was sleeping on Bradbury. They're both very good. Bradbury's probably been the best cornerback in the league this year. Playing good football. He's been the best cornerback in the league. This year, Paul, dis- Paul disrespected the shit out of Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ramsey started calling fifty gut like what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, let me see if I can pull up their PFF grades. I know I don't really mean much, but I'm gonna look it up anyway. <laughs> Who got the highest PFF grade this year? Cornerback. Cornerback. Hold on. 
highest grade cornerback. You will never guess it. Actually, you would guess it. if you actually thought about it. You guess it. What I'm conference? Gonna, but he's probably been the best cornerback in the league this year. If we're being, if we're keeping an overall buck. What uh, conference? AFC. Don't tell me yet. Um, I, I think I, I think I know who it is, but I think it's because I saw it earlier today. Um, I'll let Corey guess. Hold on, Cliff. Um, hold on, I'm going through the divisions. Hold on. Uh, AFC North, nobody. AFC South, nobody. Tredavious White? Nope. Xavier Howard. And he had a hell of a pick on Sunday. At least league and picks. That. that boy been balling. I forgot yeah. about Xavier. At least league and picks. Yeah. The whole time they was talking about trading that brother. But he, he right. played good football. I was about to say, what are you doing? I, I, I know this is not a Flores call because that's dumb as shit. And this nigga right. he knows what he's doing with his team. But you not you better not trade this boy. He's about to be one of the best cornerbacks in the league for a while now. Baller. He's a baller. I don't know how we start talking about Xavier and Howard. Uh, <laughs> Niners, Niners, Niners. Let's go back to the Niners real quick. Shit, we can do a prediction because your prediction you kind of talk about. Oh, what you want to talk about? Well, I mean, we kind we kind of like, addressed. Uh, but we yeah, we really didn't. Go, I mean, we, we didn't go in depth on their team. But yeah, we talked about the Niners, then we start talking about the Philly, and then we start talking about the East. Now we're talking about Xavier and Howard. So the best content. <laughs> no, no, it, the content is great. This is all staying in. <laughs> but look, back to the 49ers, man. You know, you know, look the run, the running backs beyond the running backs. You better fucking tackle Ayuk and Samuel. Yep. Because they, if if you can't tackle James Washington, Kendall Fuller, Debo, Kendall Fuller, who's kind of been struggling though. I think Fuller's banged up. They're not letting us know something because he's. Remember, we got banged up in the game. I forget what game it was. Um, but his play went down ever since he had. I don't know if it was. He was um they potentially said he might have had a concussion at some point. Don't hold me to that, but he injured something, bro. Cause Fuller does not look right. I'm not trying to give him an excuse, but his play has just it's slowly just trending downwards. And the dude was just he's playing at such a high level. It's just it's odd, dude. Yeah. I, I feel like he's kind of injured or banged up or something. Yeah. Something's going on. This is the third straight week we didn't said in the podcast that Fuller's not looking right, and it's the third straight week you said he's injured, man. So at mm-hmm. some point, you either got to get right or get off the field, man. I mean, I know you're our best cornerback, but you've been missing tackles. You've been blowing coverages. You've been getting penalties. Like, Is he now. is he our best cornerback? I mean, probably. I'm going to tell you right now, this guy Darby, it's every week. He had a good week again. Yeah. You know who I thought played good too, man? Jimmy Moreland, bro. Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. That was one of my notes from the game. Jimmy Played his ass off versus Juju, man. Because you know Jimmy, Jimmy like five nine, mm-hmm. buck eighty, soaking wet, and Jimmy was getting physical with Juju, bro. Mm-hmm. I meant to point that out, Paul. He was he, Jimmy had a hell of a game Monday night, bro. He, he did. He had a big tackle on across mm-hmm. the header where he just came down and blew somebody up. I, I don't know if it was Deontay if it was uh, it might have been Juju. It was Juju. But uh, yeah, to your point, Cliff. Yeah, man. I, I don't know if they faced a, a better set of after the catch receivers this entire season than Ayuk and, and Samuel, like. I know Samuel's banged up. I know he was on injury report again today. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm betting he's going to play. He probably just needed a, a night off. But, yeah, it, I know it's Nick Mullins, and I know that um, he's not much of a quarterback, but if he gets his balls out quick to these two receivers anywhere in space, like, it's going to be a problem. They can't – they're not just a running team. Like, they are a great running team, but they also have guys on the edge who will punish you. Even a guy like Kendrick Bourne, who's not, like <laughs> – some superstar, but he can I work. love Bourne's like, game. I love his game. 
Yeah. I've always liked Kendrick Bourne. Okay, let, okay, let's be let, now. Let's be clear here, uh, audience. One thing that needs to be noted about Corey: <laughs> Corey likes every wide receiver. <laughs> I have never once heard him say that he didn't like a wide receiver. You can name the fifth wide receiver on the Titans. I can assure you, Corey's probably heard of him. I know they're probably a fan. AJ, Corey Davis, Humphreys. I could go there. He's, he's probably a fan of him. He's probably, you know, I like him. He's a good player. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, you, you knock Nick Mullins, but did you see that stat from Monday Night Football? Do you know? Hold on. Look, where's my phone at? Because I saw this shit in glancing, and you know, I was you know, I was hitting the jail too, and I thought I was just too high. <laughs> I was like, I'm over here. <laughs> so I had to rewind. I, like, I see that right. Most passing yards in the first 13 starts of, of their NFL career. This is NFL history. Mm-hmm. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, 4,207 yards. We know that mm-hmm. he's the fucking best quarterback of all time. Andrew Luck, 3,792 yards. My dude, Luck. Number three, <laughs> Nick Mullins. That's fucking crazy. 3,610 yards. That's crazy. Wow. But it always seemed like Kyle believes in this dude. Like, he's, he, I mean, he got a little swag to his game. You know what I'm saying? He, he'll lay it on the line. I don't know if he's going to, you know, win the game for you, but he got some heart <laughs> in that pocket. Yeah, you're, you're right about all that. Honestly, I'm more worried about Kyle than, than, than Nick because I think that Kyle can scheme a game plan for just about any quarterback. But I don't think that no argument there. I don't think, but I I, I just don't know if you know. I know they've beaten the Rams twice, and the Rams have maybe the best front in football right now. I I don't use. I mean, maybe you figure something out, Jack. I I, you didn't send much pressure last week. I mean, you didn't really need to because Ben was getting the ball so quick. I I I don't know, man. There's got to be a wrinkle that we're not seeing a way that they can get at Nick Mullins because obviously he's the weak link. You know, is Cal going to cover him up? I mean, probably, but we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll see how it goes. So I, I'm not really sure if he, if he, if I would consider him their weak link. The one thing I would say about them is they seem to have a good beat. So their success versus the 49ers, sorry, versus the Rams, to me is mainly because the head coach and office coordinator of the is a Kyle Shanahan disciple. They, there you go. They have very good success mm-hmm. dealing with the Rams' offense. They slow the Rams down offensively. Mm-hmm. The issue I think that the 49ers have right now is they're the middle, they're, the interior, the O line is not good. I was just about to say, y'all forgot to mention the other Redskins or former of the, the slur name. Um, y'all forgot to mention <laughs> Tom Compton. He's starting at right guard. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's the biggest, that's going to be the big part of this game, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the the this is a Kyle Shanahan offense, which means you're gonna get some great run design, but you're also gonna get play action. You're gonna get a lot of misdirection, play action, lots of boots. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, they can win this game. They can dominate yep. this game in the interior mm-hmm. and make it really hard for them. If we can mm-hmm. get them into, because what we can't have is fucking second and six, second and five. Get them in third and long situations. Right. If we can get them behind the sticks, second and nine, third and eight, to make it that Nick Mullins has to make throws to beat us, 
Mm-hmm. We can eliminate them have, get, being able to throw those quick screens to Ayuk and Debo. Mm-hmm. We can handle these guys, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, I can assure you, there's some play in there for Kyle Juszczyk on Sunday. You oh, know it is. Kyle going to break out the whole playbook on Sunday. You know he is. When's the last time we played a team with a fullback that's used like Juszczyk? Like, it, it's such a unique sort of, of, of player. Because I mean, he's clearly not just a fullback. He's not a tight end. He's not a running back. I mean, he's just a true weapon and not like a, like a weapon like how like Debo Samuel is a weapon. Like, we've been prepared for that. We've seen guys like that. Like, Juszczyk is different. He's not the typical fullback like an old Moose Johnson was. He's a fullback that not only will he block for you, create holes, but they'll pop in a random fullback screen to use check or, you know, a misdirection bootleg and use check pops up on the out on the opposite side of the field. And here we go. He's going down the sideline with Trent Williams in front of him. Some some random play like that. He's the the most athletic H back that's ever lived. Pretty much. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) Dan, no love for Cooley. It's like, no. It was Cooley an H-back? I, I guess because he wore 47, I guess. <laughs> this man, this man Cooley had the moves of a rollaway dumpster. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> uh, Corey, listen, you know, uh, we know where Jordan Reed went to school. All right. Now, oh, the boy. Boy. we know. Jordan Reed is going to be a problem on Sunday. That is actually my biggest concern on their offense on Sunday for real. Because I know this is the kind of guy who this is all of a sudden the day of his fucking life. You just know it, man. Like Kyle was scheming up for it, too. Yeah, yeah. Get him in mismatches, put him outside versus KPL or some shit. Bostic. We didn't, even, we didn't even mention Bostic almost blowing that coverage against Anthony McFarlane on that fourth and one. I love hey. This man was late getting out and then also just got cooked up. I'm like, oh my, nigga, you were lucky. You lucky, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't want to see Bostic out in space against nope. anybody. Not against Juszczyk, not against Mostert, not against Reed. Wilson, Coleman, McKinnon, Reed, none of them. Not Charlie Warner, not any of their tight ends, <laughs> none of them. Bostic, stay in your lane. And when I say your lane, I mean real close to the line of scrimmage and do not. Don't you don't want this problem? You don't want it. Don't be out, don't be out here getting cooked up by Ross Dwelly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit though, Cliff. Other side of the ball, they got some good D linemen, man. Obviously, Eric uh, Armstead's back. Uh, Kinlaw, Kinlaw's a nice player. But af- outside of Fred Warren, the LDs are weak. Mm-hmm. You don't like Drake uh, Greenlaw? He's, he's all right. I'm not, you know. Shoot, I was getting ready to say we probably they probably got the best linebackers we've seen all season. Really? They got some speed at that linebacker position. That's probably the best speed we've seen. Yeah, they definitely had the speed there. Yeah, I I, I, I would definitely agree with that. Cool, we gonna get to see Paul Man Jimmy Water free safety. That is, I, oh, I was getting to him because that's Paul's <laughs> man. Paul's my, man, fifty grand out here. My man, my man. <laughs> oh, I I've been caping for Jimmy Ward. Every every time he becomes available, like after his contract runs out, like we need Jimmy Ward, we need Jimmy Ward. <laughs> Jimmy Ward has had a a career. Like the way I talk about him, like he's been a Pro Bowler and All Pro. Jimmy Ward's just been all right, but that's still my man. He's a solid player. He's a solid player. Free safety. He makes I'll, plays. I'll down this hill, and your man is still. Uh, I'm not gonna butcher his first name, but Tart. 
You can talk about Tart for uh-huh. years. <laughs> oh, Jaquiz, uh, Jakarski. Yeah. Yeah. Is he even in? Is he hurt? He's hurt. Yeah, he on IR. Damn. Yeah, they're listen defensively, they're banged up, man. Like yeah. shit. Very banged up. Shout out to Alex. Go face your mm-hmm. squad. I mean, has he played San Francisco since he left? No. Okay. He probably played him in Kansas City maybe one time, right? Had to. He might not have. When's the last time he played the Niners? Oh, last year. Last year. But that was uh case. Yeah, but Alex didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta be honest, I'm leaning towards kind of like my think my prediction was last week as far as it's gonna be one in the trenches, man, on both sides of the ball. Like Cliff said, they only have Ken Law, Eric Armstead up front, but they can still make pressure, especially with the blitz game. And they what's what's the defensive coordinator's name again? Robert Salah, something like that. Robert Salah, yeah. Yeah. Who should be a head coaching candidate next year. Um, but he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. He will scheme up something for us. Um, defensively, like you said, Cliff, Payne and Allen, they had a hell of a Monday night. I need them to have a hell of a Sunday afternoon because they can control this line of scrimmage. Tom Compton does not want no parts of 93 or 94. We've seen Tom Compton. He, I know Lake, that left side of the line with Lake and Tomlinson and uh, Trent, that's going to be, it's going to be a little matchup over there. I want to see what, if they, are they going to isolate Trent and have him block chase one-on-one? And then they're going to slide protection to sweat side, or they're going to try to help inside with who, like, who are they going to double? What's their game plan as far as that is concerned? So with me, it's, 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 it's going to come down to the trenches again and protecting Alex. I'm looking at the 2014 Chiefs. You played San Fran that year, but. Did- oh yeah. No, okay. Sorry. You did. They lost 22, 17. You're right. Yeah. I was about to say he had to play at least one time. Yeah. Wait. So, but he, they lost that game or they won. They lost 22, 17. I'm trying to look up and see if that's the only team that he's never beaten. Because it's possible it's the only team he's ever beaten. I start looking at this game like this is another one where you need to not have like I think the biggest thing that happened, even though we ended up getting behind 14-0, is that the game didn't start out with us getting marched on. You know that Kyle is gonna do a lot of the same shit that McVeigh did when we played them. Mm-hmm. You know they always you know his game scripts are always on point to start games. So I think that's really going to be the key. You can't come out here and it's fucking four, set a 10 nothing because they went 10 plays, 70 yards twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, that, that's my main thing. It's funny you brought that brought that up because obviously McVay and Shannon have similar game plans. And I know we all remember McVay's game plan because he was using them tight ends every other play. And it goes mm-hmm. back to what you just said about Jordan Reed. I am... 90% certain Kyle Shanahan is going to scheme up this game plan to get Jordan Reed that football and get him isolated versus our linebackers. Yeah, Alex Smith is only – the only two teams that Alex Smith, Alex Smith has never beaten are the Chiefs and the Niners, so this mm. will get his chance. Well, 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 well you'll, you'll get to beat the Chiefs in Tampa there, Alex. Nah. <laughs> uh. Hey, we, we do have the Chiefs next year coming to our house. Oh, yeah? Damn. Yeah, I was blown too. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, should I go to I'll go to FedEx and watch Mahomes cook our asses for God damn it. <laughs> and we gotta play him at some point, man. Just don't let it be week, week one. That's all I ask. Once every four years. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Look at the bright side though. If, if this pandemic shit works out, we get to go to Denver or Vegas next year. So I mean, shout out to the AFC West. Hey, there's two West Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, predictions, man. What are we going to do? Where are we yeah. at? No, let's predict. Let's predict. Um, <laughs> I haven't picked us to win in three weeks. We've won three straight. I'm keeping the trend going. So uh, I will say Niners 20, Niners 26, Washington 21. Mm. Close game. I'm kind of right there with you, Paul. As you know, I haven't picked us to win in quite some time. Um, and I'm going to keep it going because I don't think we're going to win this game. I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. Um, I could see a situation where Kyle schemes up game plan, like Cliff kind of mentioned, with them bootlegs and just us being out of place, missed coverages or blown coverages. It could be a situation where we don't protect Alex. We won't have Gibson, so we're not truly going to have much of a threat at the run game. So I'm probably leaning towards 23 to 20, 49ers. 20. You said 23, 20. Paul, you said 26, 21, right? I did. All right, look, man. <laughs> we're going to fly across the country. Our team is riding high. I know Rivera is letting those guys know. Y'all ain't shit out here. Cliff, before you give your prediction, let me tell you something. I mean, I'm glad you said that. Because Ben Standick asked Rivera something about what was the team's mindset or what did you say to the team next day? He's like, well, I have a PowerPoint presentation ready for them on humility. So sit down. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure coaches let them know you're not Super Bowl champs. I love your energy, I love your excitement, but let's let's reel it in. We got a game on Sunday. I, I love the fact that y'all got this energy, but you are five and seven. Mm-hmm. Remind yourself of that. Look, the team is gaining confidence. We're about to fly across the country. And, and I don't know what's going to happen to Antonio Gibson. He's probably he's going to be out. He'll probably miss the rest of the season. We didn't even talk about Gibson, by the way. Going to probably miss the rest of the season, it would be my guess, if he's got, he's got turf toe. Uh-huh. We'll see what running back we bring in. It ain't going to matter. We're flying across the country, three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Defense is going to show up. Gonna whoop up on some Nick Mullins. Uh. Washington 27. San Francisco 20. For your soon to be mm. alone in first place, Washington football team. By the time we go to sleep Sunday, they will be all alone. In first place, but nigga, now you cooking with grease, but nigga, yes. Uh. <laughs> yes, Billy D, yes, yes, Billy D, yes. <laughs> hey. I hear you, Cliff. Hey, I hear you, bro. I'm hope, I'm with you. I hope oh, so, but Cliff, you, know, you got me hype. You got me hype. I, I, I got to keep my predictions going how they was going. So yeah. right, and I will acknowledge though that for the reasons we spoke about, like. Even though I was picking this to lose against Dallas and even versus Pittsburgh, I could like see like a path to winning. I'm, mm-hmm. not, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't see a path versus the Niners, but they do present a unique challenge that we haven't seen yet. So Definitely. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, well, we have seen them. We they, they are essentially a lesser talent, especially offensively at this point. They're a lesser talented version of the Rams team we saw. True. That's true. And so one. Cal Smith started that game. We were in that game. I don't like, I'm actually curious to see what would have happened in that game in retrospect had Kyle Allen not done something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but we are a much different team now yeah. than we were when we played them. 
No, I agree. I agree. When I was a plan for their season, no question. Mm-hmm. But so the fuck are we, man? Absolutely. Yes, sir. We'll see you next Sunday, bitch ass Kyle Shanahan. We owe Love you. That. We owe With that fresh ass snapback you be wearing, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> With your Chris Sims tattoo. <laughs> that is the oddest shit I've ever fucking heard. Oh my god. That can be your nigga all day. You got this name tattooed on you, bruh. That's absurd. That's <laughs> fucking absurd. I'm not gonna lie, uh, Clip. When you first said that, like, like earlier in this podcast, I thought you were kidding. I googled it on my phone. I was like, "What the fuck? Are you serious?" That nigga has them. Niggas got matching tattoos. I That's absurd. That is, uh, you know, it's I'm, pretty I'm, fucking weird, Kyle. I was gonna say it's been pro- problematic. So it's weird. That's weird as fuck, though. It's weird. Look, I'm not here assuming anything about anyone's sexuality. I don't think it has anything to do with that. It's weird. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's, That's all. straight up. It's weird. I don't know what the fuck it means. I just know it means. Uh, I just know it's fucking weird. Yeah. So, so catch this L on Sunday, man.